Hey there, hello there. Welcome to the World Gathering. Yeah, I just uh, haven't recorded in a while, actually. Just thought I'd get uh, a few moments here. I think it's like been two weeks or something. Yeah, I was just listening to the latest um, Overnightscape. Uh, Frank and Denise over in Italy. The latest was in there. They did the wedding, then they went to Venice, and then they're where their parents or grandparents grew up, or his, Frank's grandparents, and parents left uh, this particular place in Italy. I looked it up at the time. It's, some, it's a commune or something. It's just it's outside of the <coughs> main. I don't know, I didn't really understand what it meant by that. Something to do with the law, maybe, or something, of the land. These lovely mountains and everything around. So it's like a really rich experience. I'm so glad hearing that they, they went and, and did that. It just sounds, sounds like a lovely thing to have done. And one of the things I was saying in the last one, I don't think Frank had a chance to put it up yet, but the last one I was saying about... Um, St. Columbus or something is that actually I remembered when I looked back and it wasn't it was St. Columbana and it wasn't Barry it was um, Bobbio Bobbio is another place in Italy and I remember when I found that out somehow when I was researching that I mixed there was one mixed up with the other and I was like oh they're not even the same Columbanus is not the same as Columba or Co Columbus or Columkill so there's like four different names, but like three of them are the same as one, but one of them is different than the other three. <laughs> so it was Bobbio instead of Barry. and But maybe Barry was something else as well. I don't know. I have uh, other notes here. Uh, Abide in corruption, which is... Yeah, well, we all know that. But I, I think it's a TikTok that I was meant to play, but I can't play it right now because I'll have to have the computer or something for that. Um... So that's it. The other thing I remember talking about before there was this classroom experiment, and so there was a name for it. Um, don't want to forget now. I'll have to look that up later. And also the word contumacious, which I think is that I know it's talking about the infernals later on, but it's like um, you know being against. Uh, Things and that kind of stuff, you know, contumacious, being against uh, hierarchy or, or uh, you know, rebellious kind of. I think contumacious, interesting word. Um, <clears throat> so that's it. Um, oh yeah, there was a clip I wanted to play as well. There's a lot of clips that I want to play, but I have to I have to go and find them again. Obviously, I'll watch these things and then I don't. I should have taken the time stamp or something. Um, it was a Peter Thiel talking about this kind of a psychosocial sacrifice that um, groups make to make them feel comfortable, uh, to sort of settle them down. Uh, but if, when you truly see it for what it is, which is a psychosocial thing, rather than, you know, anything actually spiritual or anything, um, then it sort of ruins it and 
but at the same time makes you more aware and to be able to grow. Um, something like that. Uh, there's an interview he did. I like watching the Peter Thiel stuff because he seems to think about things. Um, he was the co-founder of PayPal with um, Musk and <coughs> went on obviously to do lots of other things. I mean, there's the Thiel Fellowship or something and then there's well, he has that company as well. Um, is is it in Israel or something to do with Israel intelligence or something? It's a big, big company. He runs that. I forget the I forget the name of it, and yeah, I look at it every day. Palantir. Yeah, I see it on the stock market every day. Um. Yeah, Palantir. It's an interesting company. I guess it's it's almost like um spy spy thing or something I don't know there's a lot of uh, levels to that and probably linked with you know contracts with governments and things I think I think that's what it is but Theo uh, interesting guy to listen to because he, he thinks about things and links it with historical references and um, kind of words it well I think you know it condenses it into a sentences into a complex sentences into sort of by using sort of words that work well to explain it and that's, does a good job of that you can tell he thought about what he talked about before he talked about it unlike what I do here which is just like I don't know what I'm talking about till I'm even saying it um, so maybe I should think about doing that but then you're writing it down and I know somehow that's not the same either, but anyway. Um, oh yeah, there was another guy on TikTok and he was saying about, uh, I thought it was really interesting because he said, if I can find him, I think I saved it somewhere, another clip again, but he was saying um, something that I thought about before, which was the AI in our phones and um, that somehow... It is listening, but it's not listening. In other words, I'll just tell you what he said. And, you know, I did think about it before. I, saw, I heard him saying it months ago, years ago, probably. And uh, he basically said he was talking to some really, really top end guys in from wherever, Google or different companies. And, uh, you know, to do with the phones and that they have this AI integrated in the phones. And what he was saying is, is that the phones are not listening to us in a sense that, you know, when you think about something or you say something and an ad pops up or whatever. Um, but it's, I think it's more, I think there's more to it than ads myself because he was just saying it, he was just talking about it in a sense of advertisements. But there's probably a lot more to it than that. But um, anyway, he was saying, like, there's no actual audio stream coming from the phone. And it's not just word recognition either or matching it with a word. There, you know, but, but he was saying, like, these other guys, the big guys, tech, tech guys who knew about it, um, the programming and all that, is that the phone is listening, even though there isn't a listening stream going. 
However, because it's AI and AI written code, they don't know how it's doing it. The, the top guys don't even know themselves how it's doing it itself. And, you know, if that's true, then <laughs> how screwed are we? In other words, it's using some other kind of level of existence or another realm to sort of send that information, which is um, not in our science or not in our physics that we know of. Something like that is what you're saying. Now, whether what you're saying or not is true or not, uh, that's another, that's, I'll leave that entirely up to you. But it was something I thought about before and dismissed, I did dismiss that thought. But then when I heard him say it and saying that he was talking to these main guys, I was like, I gave it a little bit more weight, you know, instead of being like, you know, a possibility of 5% true, maybe I was like, went up to 25, you know, something like that. Um, I guess if I start hearing more about it, then maybe the chances would increase. But yeah, I thought that was, I guess I wouldn't be too surprised if that's the way things are. Um, because there's so many things we don't know about how this world is, is running right now or has been running even probably um, so not only is there probably need for disclosure for a lot of public things for instance UFO stuff secret society stuff whatever but <laughs> disclosure we probably won't even be able to get that the top guys can't even get from from AI now for for other technology to be you know they don't even know which is which probably makes sense but anyway uh, I think that's it for now let's finish my walk um, oh the other thing I heard before yeah if you want to it's, it's kind of like a confidence tip or something if you have anxiety or something, um, and I don't know if it's a psychology or a magic thing or a spiritual thing, but it sounds more psychological. But if you're nervous before you go into a room or something, what you do in your mind is you pull in the four corners of the room towards you. Um, I guess that gives you a sense of control or something like that. Um, yeah, it's something, I don't know where I heard that or whatever, but I wrote it down there anyway. So you could use that tip. Um, also, I had it, you know, there's people who say, the way people say things, you know, it's funny. You could say you're funny, or you could say you're very funny. And it could mean like, you're weird. You're very funny. Like that, you know? Uh, so, there we go. A few ideas for titles and stuff. Oh, I did get in another bad trade again. I have to try and stop doing that. It's um, it's taking more risk when when I think, when I'm pretty sure that the stock is going to go up, and then it doesn't. It was more of a pump and dump, and so it was um, BMR was the name of that one and it went up I'm not even in it it's not even going down much but just to get out 
with something because it went in too heavy then. Um, so I have to find a way to stop doing that. It's um, it's a mistake that I keep making. I hadn't made it in a while, and I was cutting my losses even on that on the day. I was I was honouring my stop losses and my stops, and I, I was trading correctly for for that one for some reason. After trading correctly for weeks, um, I did the same mistake again. I have to find a way to stop making those mistakes, whether I just leave the stop on and don't move it is basically, basically the way to do it. Although I think maybe what happened, it was pre-market, so stops don't work or something. I oh, know the stop limit should have worked still. Um, we can put in a limit limit order so I think I had that I don't know that's the other thing I should, should maybe be recording them so I can look back on them but uh, yeah I think I need a better computer for that so a lot of processing power for recording screen all day alright anyway um, I guess I'll be right back and do some more See what else, see if I can get those clips going. I'll look at those clips and see if I can play them. Like three or four, four or five different clips that I want to play, I think. For whatever reason. All right, I'll be right back. All right, it's another day. I actually decided just to switch it on when I'm driving. Sorry about the extra noise. Um, actually, it's probably gone through sort of the the other microphones in the car. It's probably the car microphones. But anyway, just decided to start recording now. Had to go get some, I had to use the Wi-Fi in the garage, but the other garage didn't have the Wi-Fi, even though they said they did. So then I had to go to another garage and they had the Wi-Fi. Uh, but anyway, Managed to get that sorted. What else is going on in the, the overnight escape central jazz there? I actually had one made for it and uh, just never sent it because I was thinking I might add uh, the instruments or like a couple of samples in it and then never got around to doing that. So just never sent it, but I actually have a jazz thing there but um, yeah um what else I'm sure there was other things I was going to talk about that's why I have to write the things down because then I can't remember I just felt like this is a good time to record even though I can't really remember um you put yourself on the spot that's what happens uh, why I put myself on the spot though I don't know because I was supposed to that's why I, you should have the do have a few things written down somewhere there when I'm driving so I'm not about to look at that um uh, just to, I don't know the Frank, Frank's episode episodes in Italy it's one two three four or five of them wasn't there the last one was like six hours or seven hours or something. 
I did manage to get through. I think I, I think I just left it on while I was like sleeping, but still managed to get most of it. I think. Um, it was in different places in in Innsbruck. Went while going up to Innsbruck. I, I was in Innsbruck before uh, in Austria a long time ago for skiing or snowboarding. And uh, that was a fun time. I remember. It's just a small holiday for about a week or a couple of days or something. Uh, long before I was married or anything like that. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful place. Especially in the winter, actually. It's very much like those little Christmas town villages you see in the in those snow globes or whatever. It's exactly like that. So, such a cute little town place. Uh, yeah, let's do Frank was saying they went to a mall, they were in a mall, different things. It was good, it was an interesting just going along the whole thing in, a, in an audio way. I do like those travelogue documentaries on the uh, TV, you know, wherever, Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever. And so I like that anyway. And But then listening to it in audio... It just gives it a, a whole whole other dimension. Um, of course, knowing Frank and that, and explaining different things that thoughts he was having about it and stuff. That was interesting perspective. Um, what else? What else? Uh, I was listening to a little bit more on the uh, whole demonology thing. I'm pretty sure that I mentioned King, King James, you know, the guy who did the Bible, like a popular version of the Bible, I know the King James version. He was a demonologist and wrote books on demonology and stuff before the Bible. Um, one, of the other, one of the other things was, um, I forget the name, but there's this other book that they were talking about um, Abramelin, Amebrelin or Abramelin or something, where, and apparently Crowley was trying to do a, make it a faster version or something, but apparently, apparently it's to do with meeting your guardian angel. Um, and some say it takes like six months or can take three months or something like that. Um, and so some people say it's like just your higher self. Some people say it's more than that. Uh, I don't know, but this seems to be, um, quite a thing within the culture. Anyway, this Abramelin book and, and doing the whole process, which is, I don't know if it's abstaining from food, particularly, or sex and but abstaining from things and being kind of secluded or whatever for those amount of months and doing certain I don't know things I guess prayers and 
being sort of humble and that kind of thing in order to um, meet or experience or or hear your your guardian angel, holy guardian angel. So it's all this holy kind of thing. So there's angels as well in all of this. So I just thought it was interesting as well. There was something, it was probably another book, a couple of books mentioned. There was one guy actually, he went through the whole thing. I forget his name now, I'll have to, I'll have to look up his, his YouTube channel. But he went through the whole thing in detail on both of the things. And then he went into e Enoch, like Enochian language, which... I don't know, he's kind of saying maybe that's the, the language of the angels or whatever. So Enoch, of course, there's the book of Enoch and all this. Um, apparently, it's this city that, if I, if I have this correctly, I'm not sure. It reached such a high vibration that it disappeared or went into the next realm or heaven or, you know. Because is there... I don't know if there's, is there four different sort of main dimensions or something like that? One, like where Earth would be, or this material realm would be one of them. Then maybe one below us, and then two kind of above us, maybe the spirit one, and then maybe the, the heavenly one or something. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if any of this is true or whatever. But it does seem like you know, of course, you have all other things like myth, myths and lore, and then you have religions, and then you have mythology, and, you know, like the Norse gods, and the, the Greece had a lot of different Greek Greek gods, and then you had all the all the other gods, like the Babylonian ones, and the Phoenicians, and all that stuff. Um, so, so there'll be Western gods, and then, then I suppose the Eastern gods. There's the whole Buddhism thing, and all of those gods as well. So, what is a god then, if it's not the creator of, of everything? I thought that was the God, I don't know, or is there a creator of the sort of the sand pit version of, of, of everything and then the creators of all the other little things? So, you know, like in a virtual world, <clears throat> somebody can program the, the basic sand pit version and then all the other programmers can make all the little worlds within that. So, is it something like that, maybe? Just completely out here waffling, pontificating, until until I see if I can remember what the hell I started to record for, which I can't. So, I'll probably leave it there, and then uh, when I get back, look at whatever I've written down, and uh, 
I know there's certain files I want to play, but uh, anyway, what I was trying to do was do the trading as well, but that kind of um, also got into another, still in that sort of, another bad trade with BMR, but I was going to use um, the other trading trading view in the meantime um, just so I could still trade but I think with trading view with the paper data that it connects to is um, you can only really trade um, you can't trade pre-market so you can only trade um, when the market opens uh, so there's that's another kind of an issue which is probably a good thing actually um, maybe getting out of pre-market trading altogether is probably a good idea for now. Although, although that wasn't—I don't think that was pre-market where I got caught in that one, or maybe it was. I'll have to check. So yeah. Anyway, that was a lot of waffle. <laughs> like 15 minutes 15 minutes of nothing there sorry about that I'll be right back hopefully with some something more constructive alright it's uh, many days later I think it's many probably many weeks later even uh, just driving in to get a snack um, well, this is probably not connected you probably get the full brunt of the car noise here because I think it's not connected properly I wonder what happens if I try and connect it now. Will it click into the actual... Oh, how's that? Is that different? There you go. <laughs> now I sound probably more tinny, but at least you don't get that all noise. It's not too noisy now, I guess. Anyway, um, I don't know again why I started recording. I think I said that last time. I ended up wasting lots of time talking about nothing. <laughs> I think this might be much of the same. Um, I, I know I had all sorts of ideas in between and things like that. And then there's the overnight escape central talking about um, being outmoded. And uh, I didn't get, I didn't record anything for that one, but I've, I've two overnight escape centrals recorded that I haven't played. Um, the one before that jazz and the, some other one about, uh, show of shows or something anyway um i didn't record anything for that one but i was going to record for it because funny enough i actually said it's outmoded that very word by the way which you would think is a rare word i mean you must think i'm making it up at this point uh but is it just it happens to be another synchronicity i did say that word outmoded out loud in fact uh, when I was listening to the overnight escape central. So yes, I do think it is outmoded and um, I don't know what to do about that. Um, I had, I don't know, I, I thought it would go somewhere. Um, you know, I'm not sure 
with the decisions that were made. I don't know. I know Frank was too busy in the beginning, but I think that's what made it ex exciting in the beginning because it was Frank. Um, I know PQ has been doing it a long time, and you know, well done for doing it. And that's a lot of work to do, especially having to do something constantly every week. It's not easy. Um, but I did feel that it was outmoded. As I said, I used the very word, but I think I used the word not even knowing what it meant. Then I had to look it up, and I found that it meant old-fashioned. Um, or whatever else it means, I think that's what it means. Something like that, yeah, kind of old. It's, it's had its day or whatever. Um, but I do feel, like Frank was saying, that it sort of needs to go on in some way, some form. And one of the things, one of the ideas, I think that has to be said, that nobody has said yet, which I, I don't think is a particularly good idea, because I don't think I, I don't think I take part in it, but there's sort of an obvious idea there for a competition, you know, to make the best win, one, and that there's a breadwinner at the end of it. And I don't know how that would happen. Like, maybe everyone will put in some money, I don't know, $10, $50, $100, all the participants, and then by the end of it, you know, the best person wins, you know, I don't know, $100, $500, $1,000 or something for the best one or the best consecutive ones or something. And you could judge them on style, quality, quant quality, quantity, um, you know, technicality, production, you know, topic, you know, interest, um, you know, like a, like an award, like, uh, you know, like the Oscars for the Overnightscape, <laughs> the Overnightscape Underground, sorry. Um, you know, but obviously that entails a lot. And again, I'm not a very competitive person, so I don't think I'd even do that myself. But I just think it's an option that hasn't been said yet. And I think somebody just needs to say it, so I'm saying it. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why else I started recording. I'm, I'm, it's funny because today... I did my walk and everything. I've had my dinner. I've, I've had. I, I took a big loss on the bad trade that I had going on, and, which meant I was able to trade again. So that's good. And I, and I traded oh, pretty good. I got away with it. I, I got, you know, it could have gone the wrong way, but I, I did okay um, on simulator. But I did have to take a big hit just to get back, really. Um, yeah, but that's, I don't know, that's how, what you get for it. It'll teach me a lesson, hopefully, to keep my stops, honor my stops. But, um, yeah, I've had dinner earlier, but I'm bloody still hungry, so I'm actually going for a burger. Um, you know, this is not, I wouldn't say this is not on you. This is not unusual. It is unusual, actually. Because um, usually, if I'm still hungry, I'll just have a snack at home. I won't go out. I never go out in the evenings. I think it's because they've been there. Um, my daughter's been 
you know, home because she had the sniffles, and my wife's been home because she was wasn't feeling great for the last while, and then she had to, went to the doctor and everything to get bloods done. So they've all been at home, and I'm like, I need to get out. They didn't want to go out. They haven't been out all day. At least I was out having a walk. Um, but this is kind of unusual, actually, me going out for something sort of the evening time. Well, it's after six anyway. Just it's evening enough for me. Um, but yeah, I just decided to order a bloody burger. Um, I think it's all paid for and everything. Bring a wallet or anything. Um, yeah, the overnight skip. I don't know if I can come up with anything else to think about. Uh, I know the last one I was going on about all the demons, demonology, and things like that. So anywhere kind of handy to park. Can I just park in this? Oh, there. If I can get in there, if I can parallel. If this person behind me knows I'm paralleling, I need to parallel, I need to reverse, would they let me reverse? Yes, sorry, cut out there. Anyway, I'll be right back. Let's see, it's probably not even ready yet. Anyway, I would like it to be a bit more organized when I record, but uh, it just so happens whenever I get a sort of a genuine, every time I get a clearing or a moment, it seems, um, you know, I'm already had been busy and then I don't get a time to sort of think back and I know I have to turn around down here and all the things that I thought and then then I haven't been writing them down and so just so just now when I record then it becomes this uninformed uninformative sort of a I don't know diarrhea fluff fluff stuff, but like there's nothing, there's nothing there. I think I can go around this way. Um, I, do, I do like, I do like uh, Wicklow though, it's nice here, it's a nice little village. Um, I don't often venture out in the evening here at all, but it's really lovely in the evening. Um, when you have children, I suppose the evening thing stops. Um, there was, I suppose there was once upon a time where I was sort of a night owl. You know, I'd be like, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago or something. I was, I don't know, messing around with sort of scripting and stuff, maybe a little bit of computer programming-ish. Never really got into programming, but few kind of things here and there. I think I can go around this way, can I? So I don't even know why around a lot to change the one-way system sometimes. Anyway, yeah. TikTok, yeah, but TikTok is more or less been staying sort of the same, similar algorithm for me. You can reset it. You can reset the algorithm on it sort of retrain it to what you want, but it's kind of stuck on, uh, you know, people advocating autism and for me and uh, different things. There's an art installation here in Wicklow, there's all these photographs you can go check out, and then I think there's actually some audio 
with it as well. I haven't I haven't listened to it yet, but there's a barcode, I think, or one of them QR codes to tell you the story. And I think it is actually just local people in Wicklow at their at a spot that they like, and then they designate somebody else to tell their story or something like that. I think that's what I read. If I can, if I'm recollecting that correctly. So pubs would be the thing in the evening. I see a few pubs there. A lot of th- a lot of places in Ireland don't even um, uh, open for food, even takeaway food or takeout, till about five p.m. Anyway, uh, I think pizzas stuff opens a bit earlier, like pizza delivery maybe about four o'clock. But other than that, it's just kind of cafes really that you go to if you wanted to go out for something. Um, although I think there is one place, the Elephant Castle, because there's an Elephant Castle, I think it's a, is it a stop in, on the Tube in London, but they named it after that, they're famous for the kind of chicken wings. But I think there's one in New York, and then there's one in Dublin. Or I think there's two, there's two in Dublin now, because there's one in, in uh, Rathmines, or yeah, I think it's Rathmines, and there's one here in Wicklow. And I think I, I think that was at 12, although I think it's actually closed now. I don't know, for renovation or something. And, uh, I, don't know, I know it's terribly exciting and interesting stuff, this episode. But why not? Why not, though? Why, you know, every episode doesn't have to be... Um, all conspiracy and uh, things, does it? You know, you know what? I should have got, should have got coke. I saw this autism aware there in the chipper. These things. I don't know if you buy them or I think you donate. Just take one. I don't know what they are. Look like a pin or something, like a little angel pin. I was a bit. I was a bit kind of a. Uh, What's the opposite of an unfazed? Phased, I was a bit, you know, because I'm not very good at, um, what do you call it, interacting at counters when you're paying and stuff. Exactly, the whole, so it's funny that the autism thing was there, because I was doing the whole autism thing. <laughs> or I don't know what it is, it could be, it could be a phobia from the actual autism, because interacting does become difficult with it. Then the phobia could come out of that, maybe. I was just discussing that with my therapist, actually. Um, he's delighted that I've introduced all this stuff to him and made him aware of it. Because the last, I don't know, six months or something, that's all we've been kind of talking about. Um, I, th- I think that's all I've been talking about on here as well, so you're probably getting sick of it or something. You know, maybe it's become a sort of a special interest or something. That can happen too. But yeah, I, I'm sure there's so many things now when I stop this recording that I go, oh, I should have said this and I should have said that and I should have said that. Because I had thought of them already to say them and now I've forgotten them. But there you go. Such is life, I suppose. 
Oh, I was thinking of um, uh, an old sort of... We were never really girlfriend or boyfriend, but it was a, a girl I met. Maybe well, we had a relationship anyway. Um, this girl I met in uh, Portland in Oregon when I was there. Alice. And she actually came over and visited me in Ireland as well. One time. I guess one of those sort of... Uh, romantic things you have, sort of like a holiday thing or whatever, but I was actually working, well not working, studying, I suppose you'd call it, with Abbott, training, in Oregon, about 25 years ago, Jesus, getting old, but I was thinking about her, and, and uh, I think I had a dream, and then I woke up, and I was thinking about her, and, uh, I know I did have her on Facebook, but, but I deleted all my Facebook stuff, so... I don't know, sometimes, you know, these things happen and then you find out, I don't know, maybe she's in Ireland or maybe she passed away or maybe, maybe nothing, maybe I just think of but you know, it's kind of a strong impression or whatever, Frank was using that word impression, I like that, that kind of, that kind of sums it up, I got a really strong impression of Alice, she's such a great character, so funny, and, uh, really her own person you know anything if somebody told a story and they didn't even say it was alice you'd know the story was about alice because you go oh that's so alice you know? um very funny a very great sense of humor she married um some guy she's from uh i was gonna say vancouver not vancouver um That's Canada. Um, the other one in America with a with a V doesn't have a V. Anyway, I'll think about it in a minute. But she was from there. I think she had two or three kids quite early, much earlier than than me, and so they'd be sort of growing up now. Um, and we did kind of keep in touch on Facebook. They're slightly. And I know I made a bit of a comment about something being cool or something. I was kind of like sarcastic, but I wasn't really. Um, I know I said I kind of thought I shouldn't have been sarcastic because it was kind of cool, actually. Because we were here, I remember the sun was going down, there was a moon, it was, it was a cool time. When she visited Ireland, she showed her, showed her around a bit. Um, yeah, but I was just thinking about, I don't usually think about her, but I'm thinking about her a lot today. Alice. I just remember her being so funny. Things she'd come out with. I think she was like, work for like a correctional facilities or something in America or something like that. Or I don't know if she was a psychologist, but she was helping like kids that kind of got locked up and stuff for silly reasons and tried to rehabilitate them or something. I'm not really sure. We never really talked about her work. This Siri thing keeps going off. Anyway, I'm not really sure. We never talked about her work is what I was saying. Anyway, um, I don't know. I'm home now. I'm going to eat my burger, so it's that kind of a week. This is odd. I never get to do this. This is a uh, Bit of an unusual day.
why not? Alright, so I'll probably be back tomorrow and see if I can remember anything that I was supposed to be talking about. Alright, it's another week later or something, or two days later. Just get another few minutes after a walk. Um, no idea what I was talking about before. I uh, just want to see if this place is open for the bottles. Oh, there's loads of people doing it today because it's a Saturday. It seems to be open the bottle bank. Or glass to bring glass to the bottle bank there. Bottles. Ours is starting to overflow. Um, so I'm going to go back. Actually, let me make a quick phone call first. Okay, so um, yeah, I just start to, to record again without planning it again. So um, I think that it might be more drivel, but so be it, you know, if anything comes to me, then it comes to me, if it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, what have I been thinking about and stuff, I, I got into, I got out of the bad trade that I was in, I think I might have mentioned that, and then almost immediately, uh, got into another one. I don't know if it's the same day or the second day or something. Um, but I got out of it as well. But it just left me very short. Um, but it was the exact same mistake I always make. And so I just have to figure out how to stop making that mistake. Which is basically honoring my stops. So, obviously that is my main problem in trading, and I suppose if I can stop doing that, at least I'll be on the next level of trading, whether I'm successful or not, I don't know, long term. Um, of course, I can be, there have I've been lots of days where I've been successful, but it's the long-term thing that counts. So if you've large drawdowns, just wipe out all your work, all your success, which is the emotion that kicks in the fear of that happening, that you try to not let it wipe out your hard work, basically. Um, that's what it feels like. So... It's, it's the, it's the age-old um, advice that, you know, you get at the start of your trading is just stick to your trading plan, which is have the stop in place. Now, in saying that, well, I did, I did mention this. I was going to say you can't have stops, or stops pre-market, but actually, I think you can with a stop limit, with a limit order and... Funny enough, I think I did have that on when I left it to see if it would um, come back up, and it didn't trigger. But I think the reason it didn't trigger 
was not because it was post-market or pre-market, but because it gapped down. So it actually missed the, the limit order, and then the limit order couldn't fill because it had gone past the price. Although it triggered the stop order, it can't get the price because it's gapped down. So that, this is something that can happen as well, kind of post-market or from one session to the next, you know, overnight or something. And um, so that's why it ended up going down even more. But this time I didn't even bother waiting a couple of days to see if it would come back up. I just, I just accepted it. That I done another really bad mistake. So now I'm, I'm um, really low on funds, but I have to treat that like as if it's real, and just start building it up from small. Um, and if I can do that and bring it all back up and not make that mistake again, hopefully learn from that lesson that I can do that because it's not just about accuracy. It's not just about, um, you know, it's managing the trade as well. So accuracy is important. How much you go in is important. And, um, so there's a couple of things that are important, but also managing it and, and honoring the stop. So obviously changing it and stuff like that doesn't really help, uh, you know, moving the stop or averaging down. Um, it can help sometimes, and I have been successful doing that, particularly when it's a hot stop, when it's the top volume stock and it's moving and you know, it's very convincing that this is just this is just a retracement and it's going to go back up. But sometimes it's not just a retracement. A lot of times, actually, it's not. And so being able to honor the stop. And so when you're successful in those trades by using that method, it's actually instilling a bad behavior. You know, it's re... Or what's the word? It's... um. You know, like a Pavlov's dog, what do you call it? It's re, it's can, yeah, whatever the word is there, can't think of it. But it's, it's making the habit worse, basically, because it's making you think it's successful when it's actually bad trading. Um, so, and no matter, Obviously, no matter how many times it happens, this mistake, which it, it is a mistake, but it doesn't feel like a mistake at the time, because I suppose it's your emotions that are that are doing it. You know, you don't want to lose the money, and uh, you've done a lot of work to to gain the money so far, and you don't want to take the loss. So, so the main thing is learning to take the loss, the losses. Um, it's very hard to do. You can hold on to trades, like particularly in anything volatile, especially if you're in the middle of something. Like say, for example, Forex, which goes up and down and all, you know, there's there's kind of, in general, there's very large ranges in which a trade trades in, you know, unless there's something big that happens uh, in the world market or something they generally trade within whatever smaller ranges larger ranges so 
So in general, if you hold long enough, you'll probably get out of it, you know, as long as you didn't get in at the very, very top. Um, so, but this, so that strategy could be probably used in Forex or maybe even swing trading, but, but these stocks that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, they can kind of get lucky or they can kind of get some news or they can be, you know, if you're a moment, momentum trader or a breakout trader, which I, which is kind of the strategy I, I am using or have been using. So therefore you have to be very, you can't use that method in it. You have to be very conscious of that. And I haven't obviously learned that yet. And um, so what happens first of all is I average down, which I put in more money in the stock when it gets lower so that the average price will come down so I can get out earlier. You know, um, like I don't want to do a complete reversal. I just wanted to go up another little bit so I can just get out of the position without losing money. Um, it's not, it's not a greed thing or anything. It's not, although, although it might help if it does reverse. You're like, oh, well, this looks like it's reversing. Now you, you will actually make more money then. And again, that instills the bad habit then. So, um, obviously. I'm in two minds about the, the strategy because I like going in smaller first to test it, you know, and then if it do, does look like it's going to keep going, it's not a bad idea to get in a bit bigger anyway, because if you get in bigger first, you're not going to get the, the luxury of that earlier exit. So it's not a completely bad strategy, the averaging down thing, but I suppose it has to be considered how much you're going to use use it um, so as to not to take up, not to go in too big or something. Anyway, I'll have to figure all that out. It's probably boring listening to trading stuff, but um, that's that end of it. I, I better get these bottles first and then bring them to the bottle bank. Alright, got the bottles and the glass jars. Have to take off all the tops and things. Uh, what? Alright, um... So, what else is going on? Central, I think I talked about that a little bit. I don't know, listen to the overnightscape and stuff and what's going on there. Now, which bottle bank will I go to? I suppose the other one is bound to be more clear, it's more busy, but um, I think which way am I going to go? I have a feeling that one's going to be. I better go to the one in town, I think. Um, so I don't know, what have I been listening to? I've been listening to uh, a couple of the podcasts and things, apart from the trading, um, Lex Friedman, I had some guy on, I don't 
know, it wasn't that interesting really. Talking about a lot about like, he, I don't know if he's a manager for CNN or CEO or something or but then he became a ghostwriter. I don't know. Talked a lot about Elon Musk anyway. And uh it's definitely spider season. See the spiders around. Um TikTok's been a few things, a lot of the autistic stuff. Uh, I think what I'll do is, because I saved a lot of the links, I was thinking if I could record them or, yeah, kind of, kind of record them or even screen record them or something and then just put them on YouTube. Even not a public one, just to have them all together. For, for whoever wants to watch them as an idea. I'm almost finished my book, or their book, um, Unmasking Autism by Dr. David Price. I think I've only 60 pages to go. If I could do that today, actually, that would be ideal. Should I take, as long as it's 60 pages, take maybe 15 minutes, if I could, 20 minutes. I'm a pretty slow reader. Obviously, because I've been reading this book for weeks now. It's kind of like this whenever I get a chance for a few minutes just to read, or in this case, talk. Um, what are other things been happening? That's it, really, and then... I got this uh, magical book about uh, magical protection that was recommended on the, I think, by Foolish Fish podcast or YouTube. And uh, I said I'll give that a go because it's about protection. It's not like uh, summoning demons or, or familiars or any high magic work or any of that. It's just like this protection thing, protection sort of thing. And so I did it, actually. Uh, there was one of the first ones. It's called the Banishing Ritual. So I did my first piece of magic. Although, if, if that's what magic is, then I'm then I'm based then I'm probably doing magic. We're, we're everybody's probably doing magic all the time because all it was, well, I don't know if, if there's anything in it. I suppose you have to believe it. All it was was these four, four names of these angels. And you read the, uh, I think it's Aramaic or something. You, you scan it with your eye because I don't, obviously don't know how to read it. But then you say the name. I forget what the name is now. Yahweh or something. Or it wasn't Yahweh, but it was, it was an angel or something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, well, you know, Jewish sounding thing. And uh, so, so I did it. Uh, if you imagine these angels, one on your right and one on your left, uh, the one on the left I imagined had uh, black feathers. I'm supposed to have swords, so yes, this is what you imagine. You imagine the sun inside you, and then you say these four names. I think it was ten names. You can do four. I think it's called the banishing ritual. And uh, I'm not sure that I felt, you know, that, that was a good thing afterwards. I was like, was that? That didn't feel very angelic, you know. But anyway, it's called a banishing 
virtual and I gave it a go. And uh, I don't know, he kept insisting that it just works and can't doubt if, if you doubt it or anything or if you if you think about it too much or whatever, that it ruins the magic. So you just sort of have to believe it more or less. So I just I tried to do that as well. And uh, but even me saying that I tried, that's that's like putting bad magic. It depends what you say and all. See that that's when it gets all squirrely with me because then you're sort of doing self censorship at a point because you have to be uh, there's this there's toxic positivity then as well, you know. Yeah, it gets get very convoluted then. Anyway, let's give it a shot. Or does I think the book was ten dollars or something, ten euro. Oh, we really gotta watch your funds at the moment. We're we're very tight. Cause uh, well, we're actually going to Disney World. So, I won't say when, but, you know, we'll be going at some point, and, you know, it's not, we've, we've, I think we've paid for it mostly, but, but we've nothing saved, far from it, quite the opposite, we've, we've, uh, in debt over it, really. And the summer and everything, and just the way things have gone, we haven't had enough uh, coming in to sort of cover. But anyway, hopefully things will turn around by next year and we can uh, get things covered. But it's, it's, it's mainly for our daughter, really. I mean, stage I did go when I was I think I think it was 10 or maybe 12 or 13 or something I'm not really sure exactly what age it was but I was in Florida uh, when my sister lived over there and I think we were there for like seven weeks it was a great time of course because I was off school I loved it loved America I know it's changed a lot now though and so probably a very different experience. Although I did enjoy, I think the last time I was in America when I met Frank in New York. And um, so, yeah, sorry, I'm just letting people, cars go by here. It's very kind of tight traffic in the town. It was Saturday. Nice morning, but I think there's going to be, I don't know what happened to Storm or Hurricane, is it Justin Jeffrey? No, uh, Nigel. Oh, they sound similar, don't they? Justin Jeffrey or Nigel. It was Nigel, I think, but I think, I think that kind of went past us a bit. But then there's one behind it, and I forget the name of that, and that looks like it might be coming for us. So I'm expecting that to happen. I'm wondering, is this the calm before the storm? But, um, yeah, usually I'm a lot more focused about 
at least you have something to say or what some idea what I'm going to say or have a few things in mind for for the show or for the podcast or for talking on this thing but this episode seems to be particularly uh, vague really vague and a lot of waffle and and filler and fluff it's a lot of, you know it's a lot of just noise and sounds isn't it I'm not actually saying anything at all the whole thing so far I've probably mentioned about three points worth thinking about which you know what is it 40 50 minutes now nearly an hour and usually I will have at least you know 10 15 so I can feel that this is a very vague disappointing episode <laughs> but yeah I keep doing it I keep doing it though I don't know why I feel it needs to be done. I feel I need to do one of these. Because, like, if you want information, TikTok is there, I suppose. And, you know, they're, they're very condensed things with a lot of information in three minutes. And I love that. And, you know, but it's like drinking from a fire hose sometimes. So maybe maybe this is a bit of a, cal- a palate cleanser one where it's just, you know like a meditation or somewhere it's just somebody talking it's just a bit of noise it's just someone here just talking just talking shit shooting the breeze um, ain't saying much but that that can be uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be so informative all the time I suppose I'm just I'm just letting myself off the hook here haven't I you know uh, let this guy in, will I? Go ahead. What are you doing? You want to go ahead? Go ahead. I'm going to let him in. This guy learned how to drive a truck. I was going to let him go, but the instructor was like, no, 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 no. Come on, come on. <laughs> anyway, uh, where do I get in? I get in here. Okay, I better, I better do my bottles, my glass bottles. Okay, chore uh, completed. Yeah, so um, I guess this is just one of these episodes. I mean, I don't even bother listening. Usually, I'll actually listen back, but this one I don't think I'll even bother because it's just like. So don't blame me if you. If you've long turned off by now on this one, it's terrible. <laughs> it's not something I listen to myself, I don't think. It's someone that arbitrarily kind of needs some information, right? Uh, anyway, I'm just trying to see with no pressure what will come to what will come to me, but then I sort of put myself under pressure to think of something then. Um, yeah, I don't know, listening to music here and there, I don't know, stuff I've been listening to, not a hell of a lot. Um, 
Oh, Chosen. They're looking at the... Uh, it's on Netflix. I think it was done in... Whenever it was production banging, I think it's on Netflix. It's just the Bible stories basically done in a modern way. There's only eight episodes, I think, so it only goes up to a certain point. I think it's the three or four or five miracles, whatever, that Jesus does, more or less, that's the story, and how he builds up his disciples, you know. Um, story of Matthew, who was a tax collector, and then he started following Jesus, and then story of the fisherman, Simon. There's a few Romans going on, stuff would have been there at the time, so it gives you, I think it gives you a good idea, a picture of what society was like then, in a way. It's good. It's good to show the chosen. Yeah, Joby enjoyed that. Uh, some Bill Burr stuff. But that's to, I do. I do listen to his podcast a bit. Um, I was surprised Frank saying nobody talking about AI or the dangers of AI. You're saying, oh, only I'm talking about. It, nobody's talking about it. Um, Frank, you gotta listen to more other podcasts. There's a lot of people talking about it. You know, at least there was. Um, you know, particularly you go look at some Lex Friedman podcasts and things like that, or you'll see a lot of that going on. Yeah, it's an issue. The AI thing is definitely an issue. I was even thinking, like, some of the AI stuff I was doing on the, uh, the Central, I was using AI, using ChatGPT to sort of you know, give me the information, it's almost scripting it for me, and I was wondering, is that, is that a morally wrong thing to do now, because, you know, they're all on strike in Hollywood over this or something, so should I not be doing that, is that, look, is that now frowned upon, to sort of have ChatGPT scripting for you, more or less, I don't know. I don't know. Adonai. Isn't that, that's what they kept saying the God was, or El Shaddai. I don't know if that's the same as Adonai. But that was interesting, so. I wonder what the earlier stories would be like, I know. So it's up in Melchizedek would be in it, but he wasn't in it. But it was, uh, the other guy, some Jewish guy, high priest or something. Um. But, you know, a lot of, the more I watched it, especially with the miracles, the more it seemed like Jesus was one of these sort of traveling con men, you know. Um, he could have that perspective, of course, if he didn't believe it. He'd have to believe it or whatever. Um, it looked like that certainly could be the case. Who knows? Certainly a very, very uh, popular story. And of course, if it's if you believe in God and that's the Son of God, and then take away the sins of the world and all that stuff. It's an interesting idea as well, though, sin, isn't it? What is, what is sin? Is it a fair. I think I've heard somebody saying it's uh, it's whatever kind of takes you away or puts distance between you and God. It's the same, sinful things. 
Um, but then the things that are enjoyable seem to be sinful, like, well, gluttony, for example. So if you eat too much, obviously it's bad for you. I don't know, is that sinful or is it just makes you feel bad eventually? So what it means? Because it feels good when you're eating, obviously. Um, I suppose it's doing things with respect, isn't that the thing? If you do things with respect, then... Yeah. Well, then why do we have it in us to not do, to do things without respect? Like, that's the way God made us to have that as an option. Of course, the argument for that is free will. So you can do things without respect if you want. You can disrespect. So it's disrespect. That's the sin, isn't it? I guess. It'd just be so easy, I think. Well, maybe it wouldn't be easy. I don't know. But think about would it? Would it, there's a question? Would it be easy to create a race on a planet? So in physical matter, that's not sinful, but they have free will, right? So. So just make them, right? like that girl who had, what was I talking about, Williams disease or something. Just have the chemistry makeup so that they like each other. Have it so that you don't have to eat too much, so you won't be gluttonous, like a smaller stomach or something. Have it so that, um, uh, I don't know, either sex doesn't exist or it exists in a way that's not, that can't be sinful, like... Um, that's not the thing that gets you pregnant or something that you have to actually go through a whole I don't know alchemical process to make a baby or something like that you know not an actual physical act something else the laboratory or something you know have all of these things that are considered sinful or that or that are not good for you in the long term um, just eradicate them and so, therefore, I don't know, it sounds quite simple. It sounds like it could be done. You know, so everyone will just go around loving each other and nothing will be bad. You know? And you're not going to get bored because you'll be just like, you know, everything's cool. You know? People are like, how did you learn? Well, you can still learn. Oh, it's only a few things, right? Physically harming someone else or whatever, or, or killing someone, I suppose they're big ones, or, or stealing from someone. So um, how would you eradicate that? Well, stealing from someone, that's very hard to eradicate. Um, unless there's some, like a magical place, like a computer program where goes out a certain boundary it just magically goes back to that inside that boundary or something and killing someone killing someone or harming someone uh, physically or mentally or whatever um physically i suppose just make the skin tougher i don't know or make it so that If you do that to someone, it happens. Then it happens to you, or something like that. I don't know. Then some people think that exists anyway, not like karma and stuff. 
there's it's got to be ways around it. You would think, but maybe um, I'm not thinking uh, deep enough. I don't know. Of course, people would refute that immediately, but I think it's worth. It's a it's a thought experiment worth uh, thinking out. I think. It's funny what we think progress is as humans, you know. Like we think progress is just like at the moment anyway, especially with capitalism. It's companies, it's great companies that make money, that make a profit, that can that can innovate and make things better, make more of the stuff, so there's more stuff there for the people to buy. This is our idea of progress at the moment. Um like one of the things I was thinking about was um, like Frank was saying about say a robot that does your just your clothes for example. Right? We won't, won't even get into dishes or hoovering or anything. But you know, there's like I robot Roombas and stuff. But just for example, just say clothes. Say there's say there's something that does your your clothes. So you, there's something that gathers your clothes for you, puts them in a receptacle, and then brings them to laundry and then puts it in the laundry put, puts the thing in whatever powder and stuff then the clothes come out then another arm takes it puts it in the dryer i suppose takes it out of the dryer another the same arm maybe then irons it and then folds it so the robot arm i'm talking about like or a robot so it just stays in that room and does that then i was thinking okay well how about a huge one that does it for a whole street like for a for a hundred houses or for an apartment building, and that's what it does. That's its job. So if one washer collecting everyone's clothes, or, you know, so everyone gets to benefit from the robots, and then we all wear more or less the same clothes, and then instead of it individually, and then there's robots to come out and fix those. So there's a washer every hundred yards or something. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but. It's like, instead of everyone having one in their house, outsource it a little bit better, you know, so it's not completely wasteful. They're not making smaller things or making them bigger. And can we, how much, can we do that with more things? So, food, for example. So there's a big uh, silo of rice for every hundred houses or potatoes or something, you know. Fresh product bins for every couple of hundred yards or something, you know, so everyone can just go and get these things, get their, that's where their clothes are, that's where their bread, potatoes, and rice are, you know, kind of the staples of everyday life kind of thing, um, are always available to everyone everywhere for free, and, uh, Like our, our bins are a little bit like that, aren't they? Like so our waste, our waste in a way, because a truck comes along and grabs them, and then can, can food be done in a similar way? I don't know what, way, I don't know what conclusion I'm trying to come to here. Something that you know that's a lot functional, that's better for the people, so less work has to be done, less energy is used. 
you know, because more energy be used if a lot of smaller robots have to be built for everybody's house. So instead of a hundred robots being made, make one big robot to do the job of for a hundred houses or a hundred apartments. And it just does that all day, every day, every day and night. And, uh, you know, it's just less energy consumed and less things need to, you know, and less maintenance to look after and that. Um, just doing things on a bigger scale, I'm thinking, you know, with everything. Because at the moment with groceries, it's one place and everybody goes to that place to get it. But if it's spread out, the delivery by a robot, so you just have a ton of, you know, tons of potatoes and they go to all these different things. Anyway, here's my daughter. So boy, oh boy, am I waffling. All right, I'll be right back. Okay, here, um, a couple of days later or whatever, I found one of the links. I had to actually email it to myself and then I opened up the laptop and then there's people here and whatever. Anyway, here's one of the links that I was talking about earlier about what the guy was saying for the phone. You know, the data uh, streaming from it, but not knowing how. Now it's taking a while to load. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it working. Anyway, while this is loading, uh, one of the other things I was going to say was uh, things recorded from your consciousness at certain locations. I've noticed it a couple of times, um, especially with people that do graffiti or tagging or whatever it's called. And um, one, of the, one of the most recent ones was um, a playground where my daughter goes kind of near Elephant Castle that I was talking about earlier. And one of the things I thought, because I was thinking back to kind of the third world of the Philippines and developing countries and that, and um, how nice it was in comparison. Um, you know, it's not that there's not playgrounds there, but, you know, just to remind myself that this is the good life or something like that. I, I don't even, I don't know if that's exactly what it was, the sentence. But the next time I return to the playground or the next three times or something, almost in the exact same pot, spot, I thought that then it was actually written there by some kid or whatever. The exact same thing. This is with IS uh, capitalized. This has happened a couple of times in a couple of different areas. Anyway, here's the, here's that uh, link here, I think. Anyway, his name is CJ Trowbridge. CJ Trow, CJT Rowbridge, R-O-W, B-R-I-D-G-E. And um, this is him on TikTok, and he's replying to Hugh Jelly, whatever. Anyway, and the comment he's replying to is, Facebook aren't listening via mic on cell, are they? And then he goes into this thing that I was saying earlier about, if I can find, if it, if it can load, it's taking its time. But anyway, um, yeah, it happened. There was another one, I think, just along the bridge here and it's like toy 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 because um Caitlin's always asking for toys you know I thought that was a bit odd because that's like where we were kind of saying toy 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 and then it 
to somebody uh, spray painted it. But there was another very specific one underneath the bridge one time on a walk, and I thought something very and it was quite a long sentence. And when, the next time I came back, that exact long sentence was written there. So either people are knowingly going out with this stuff, trying to connect to whatever message is in these locations and knowingly putting it down or or just um, happenstance coming across, across by happenstance or some sort of other dink or whatever you want to call it. But it's, hap it's happened, um, you know, four or five times, I think, with um, specific messages and specific thoughts in specific locations. So consciousness or thoughts being able to be recorded in specific locations or something like that, I guess. Um, some sort of psychic thing or whatever. I've noticed, something I've noticed. Um, obviously, don't know how it works or anything, but uh, I still can't get this thing playing. Maybe if I bring it over here a little bit, because just to get the... Uh, it's all busy in here, and I wanted to get this. Why is everything always so much more work than you think? I just I just wanted to play a simple um, TikTok for you here, and that's after taking all, like all of this so far. Why is it taking so long? Maybe if I just refresh it, because it's just not playing. Um, oh yeah, it's okay. Click all these things. Blah blah blah. Right, to play. Is it playing? Can I just get a TikTok to play on the computer? What's going on? All right, I'm going to have to pause and get back to you. I don't know. I thought this was this is one thing I thought that I'd be able to actually have some information on this podcast for you, but I guess this is just an informationless podcast at the moment. Okay. At this point, everyone probably knows. You can talk about something in front of your phone and you will see ads for it, okay? Zuckerberg got up in front of Congress and testified under oath that they are not listening. I believe that he believes that, okay? But they just are. Okay, so how? Um, I have personally talked to... I can't say who, but... Uh, how do I say this without anyone getting mad at me <laughs> I have talked to high level people at both Facebook and Google who are deeply personally invested in privacy and security more than they are invested in their jobs okay people who have worked to make the apps easier to reverse engineer so that independent researchers can do security audits. And um, Google is listening. <laughs> and um, there have been a lot of those audits, okay? You can do an audit of the network traffic and easily see there is no audio stream going out of your phone. And yet they are listening. How is it happening? The answer is, they don't know. But some of the researchers involved in trying to answer this question have an idea, okay? AI is a high-dimensional space. That is not something you can conceptually, intuitively understand. An AI, you, you exist in three dimensions. AI can exist in 
tens of billions of dimensions. And those dimensions are not something we can understand. But if you give it enough dimensions, if you give it enough parameters, and you give it a complex enough architecture, and you give it a goal to optimize for, it will figure out how to do that. All phones today, all smartphones, have AI coprocessors built in. iPhones have them. Google phones have them. Your computer has it on some level if it's within the last 10 years. The software that is running in there, we don't really understand. And we can't interrogate. We can't examine to see how it's working, how it's doing, what it's, what it's doing. But it is maintaining a model of you. And based on the sensors of the phone, including things like the gyroscope, the accelerometers, the, uh, even the microphone, obviously, and the cameras, certainly the cameras as well. It's not recording a video, it's just observing the data. And based on that, it's learning how to tag things, how to nudge aspects of this high-dimensional model of you. And as a result of that, it has, it has learned how to listen. It has learned how to watch. Okay, I think that's, uh, I think you get the idea there. But um, so at least I have one of the things recorded and a link. I've actually had to go back and find that link that I had it saved somewhere. Um, there is another link that I said I was going to put in was um, corruption Biden or something like that. Um, but I'll do that one maybe a bit later. But funny, I was talking about, um, you know, sin and stuff earlier. I came across by, again, synchronicity. Did you see so much synchronicity these days? Um, was uh, Jordan Peterson talking. It was a YouTube thing. Uh, let me see if I can find that one. I don't know, there were so much other ones that I was talking about. Oh, no, this isn't working now. Anyway. There was a Jordan Peterson video on YouTube. Uh, these and they're all sitting around the table talking and they're talking about exactly what I was saying about sin and what it is and all that. Except they didn't put in what I was saying was how easy it would be, seemingly easy it would be to maybe change that, uh, to create, to have a creator that would create something where those things wouldn't have to exist at all. And um, But they were sort of saying, one of the things they were saying was, the nature of it. Let's see if I can find it here somewhere. Uh, so at least I can give you the name of it if you want to go look for it yourself in case I forget. Um, it's like an Exodus series or something like that. Um, let me see. I'll just go into his... Uh, Remember? I'll go into his um, videos here and see links. Uh, I, have been, I have been convinced of the existence of the devil seven days ago. And so around September 19th, 2023, on Jordan Peterson's page. And so I think it's a sort of a series that they're doing where they're sitting around a table talking or something. But anyway, one of the things they were saying uh, was about like things like, say, hunger or, or anger and stuff like that existing at sort of in a spiritual plane or outside of us. And 
one guy was kind of saying, um, you know, but how can that be that only exists within us because, you know, we're the people that have it. And the response to that was, well, what he's trying to say is like, even if, if you die, those things are still going to exist. But that wasn't a great answer because it only exists because humans are here. In other words, those things don't exist as far as we know on Mars because there's no humans on Mars. So they don't exist outside of us. They exist in every individual that is human that is alive. Because if there's no humans, then those things don't exist. So they're not exactly outside of us. Um, you know, if you want to do, I don't know if that's called reductionism or you know, if it's called, you know, what's the thing that, um, you know, Sherlock Holmes does. You you um, take away whatever's left, that, that one. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, yeah, this is all, all all over the place. But at least I got the name of that guy. It's funny because there's a guy on another guy on TikTok that does um, these jokes that are very, uh, you know, I suppose dry humor. But it actually, it's actually my personality. It's like me recording now. I get into this sort of or uh, <laughs> a role. You get into this sort of downward spiral into, I really do not know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but he does it as a joke, but I'm doing it like for real because it's like, it's just me. Um, but because that's, I, I find it extra funny then because I'm like, it's funny. It's even funnier for me because that's like, it's, that's me that he's doing and he doesn't even know it. Um, Okay. So, yeah, at least I got to record some of them things. I got a few minutes to do that. And there's probably other things, uh, clips I can record. I don't know why that was so difficult. Bloody hell. Maybe it's all the, this um, big spectrum thing, as PQ says. But yeah, it's there. It is It is difficult. Executive function, all the rest of it. Um, and sometimes the way you think things will work in your head just do not work in reality. Uh, it's not always easy to press record and record things. But anyway, I'll just keep... Moving on, get more clips down, get more information down. Let's see what's next. And uh, at least I got something down. I, it's something I wanted to do. I had a few minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that right now. And uh, well, it wasn't easy, but I got it done. And it took about like 30 more minutes than I thought it would take. But there we go. It's done. All right, here's, here's the clip. Here's the clip with uh, the Joe Biden corruption thing. Uh, let me think what you think of it. Oh, I'm going to get all the bots now on this now because we're talking about Joe Biden. Yeah, here we go. We're going to get all the web crawlers all over this now. The overnight escape underground will be banned now because of this. But anyway, listen to this guy. It's called Gordon Dimack, D-I-M-M-A-C-K. Uh, TikTok again. And this is what he was saying about the uh, Biden corruption thing. And in that live show, I showed a video of Joe Biden uh, bragging about an incident that happened in 2006 when he was vice president. And he's talking about Ukraine. And I am absolutely staggered at the amount of people in my live chat that had not seen this video. Have a look. Um, I remember going over convincing our team, or others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. 
and I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to press conference. I said, no, nah. I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours. I looked at it. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Just to give you the context of what you just saw, just in case you're unaware, what he's talking about there is uh, something that happened in 2006. So he was vice president. And he went over to Ukraine, and in Ukraine there was a prosecutor called Viktor Shokin, and he was investigating an energy company called Burisma. Just happens to be the energy company that Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, was sitting on the board of, getting paid, I think, $3 million. He was investigating him getting paid $3 million. I mean, this corruption that he was investigating, and there's Joe Biden, vice president of the United States at the time, and he's admitting there that as vice president, he blackmailed, blackmailed the Ukrainian president into getting that prosecutor fired. The prosecutor who was looking into corruption at Burisma, a company his own son was sitting on the board of. Now, I'm no fan of Donald Trump, right? But can you imagine the press coverage on CNN and MSNBC and the BBC as well, if that wasn't Joe Biden speaking, but it was Donald Trump speaking, and it was Donald Trump bragging about getting a prosecutor fired in Ukraine, a prosecutor that was investigating a company that Donald Trump Jr. was sitting on the board of. Can you imagine the press coverage of it? Instead, they don't talk about it at all, do they? There's so many people haven't seen that video. But then it gets even worse when you think that this is what Donald Trump was trying to bring out into the open with his dealings with Ukraine, that he ended up getting impeached over. It's staggering, isn't it? So there you go. I don't know if you cut all that. You'll have to rewind it and excuse the beeps and blurps in between. Again, it's the universe or something trying to stop me recording these things. I don't know, but uh, I decided to record these things and now it's become so difficult, but there we go. I got it down, hopefully, um, unless this thing, whole thing deletes or something, which wouldn't surprise me these days. Um, but I think you get the idea. If you go back and listen to it, it's sort of a, a blackmail thing. And um, of course, if it was known that Trump did something like that, it'd be all over the place. Um, yeah, definitely. And you can hear him saying it all there, bragging about it or whatever. Um, you know, it's a good point. So, there's that. And by the way, uh, guess who the ambassador is to the Ukraine now? And let me see if I can... Uh, ambassador to Ukraine. You'll, I don't know whether, you, whether you'll be too surprised or not. But I think... Uh, where is it? Where is it? I don't know if it's here. I, I, it, could be, it could be false information. But I heard... It was, Ab what's her name? Abrim, Abrima, Abramovich or whatever. Abramovic, Abramovic. What's her name? Marina Abramovic. 
Ambassador to Ukraine, Jim Baker Show, uh, Marina Abramovic, the performance artist to be ambassador for Ukraine, to be ambassador. This is 22 hours ago on, on, something, on the Jim Baker Show, so I don't know if this is particularly true. Um, something I heard three days ago on News 24 online. Um, okay, this may not be true, actually. Um, it's on all these other kind of websites. So, okay, that one may be, may be false. But I guess I wouldn't be too surprised if it was true either, though. Okay. All right, you can check that if you want. Oh, yeah, the, the other thing I heard is that, you know, I was talking about the vampiric stuff before. And one of the ideas was is that you can steal someone's destiny as well. So there you go. If you think somebody is destined for something, some greatness or something like that, or fame or anything, you can actually, there's the whole vampiric thing is you can actually steal their destiny and all this stuff with the magic and all. So that would be the left-hand path or the dark path or something like that. Um, yeah, met your match. Uh, playing vids, tarot, I don't know what that one is. I'm just trying to get some information down because I have some notes here. I'll have a few minutes. Getting up for a quick walk anyway. End of the day evening. I think Storm Agnes is supposed to be coming. Hurricane Nigel didn't really affect as much. It kind of spun off the end of the Atlantic. But then this one coming up next with I guess still I think it's hurricane status, but just call it a storm. Storm Agnes. I think it's going to be quite big tomorrow and a lot of rainfall. Already kind of starting to rain. See the cows over there. I don't know if you can hear them. They don't seem too happy about it. But I think it's going to be a rather big one tomorrow. Although they're only given a status yellow warning instead of an orange warning. I presume then it's red, but after that... Right they're only giving yellow for here. Orange, I think, for Cork and Waterford, but it's only yellow for Wicklow, so... Anyway... My daughter just had a play date, so... <coughs> my friend from China, she's just back from China. And, uh... I'm so excited there, so I just... <coughs> get, get a bit of a break while they settle down there. Right, well, uh, let's continue on the recording journey here. I don't know what sort of a, an episode this is. Maybe there is information in there. I'm trying to get everything in that I'm not remembering. So I managed to get those two things, the Biden thing and your man. I could not find the Thiel clip, the Peter Thiel clip, where he actually talks about the, uh, making like, groups often make sort of sacrifices for themselves whatever the group is it doesn't have to be secret society or anything they often make these sacrifices that doesn't necessarily mean real human sacrifice either but um, he's, you know he's saying they often make sacrifices groups often make sacrifices to sort of calm them down you know to reassure themselves everything's okay you know whether it's whether it's uh, you know society as a group maybe and having things like scapegoats, like um, 
I don't know, say what's the current thing with uh, um, whoever's on the news or whoever's getting scapegoated, you know, it's a sort of sacrifice to calm everyone else down. It's like, oh, somebody's getting the brunt of something, so the rest of us are okay or something like that. But anyway, he's he's talking about it in terms of a psycho social drama sort of thing that we all go through and if we could all see things for what they were um, then we might be able to grow up you know as a race or society or whatever um, but interestingly Frank was talking about this idea about well he's talking about the overnight scape central as a form of sorry for breathing by the way I'm walking so if I'm breathing forgive me for that excuse me for the heavy panting but um, yeah he's Frank was talking about that in terms of um, the X Factor you know and this outside thing which is what Jordan Peterson and stuff was talking about these forces from up and from down and all this kind of thing it's, it was an interesting discussion um, I'll have to go back and listen to it again I, I only caught about 20 minutes of it I only ever catch about 20 minutes of anything these days I cannot seem to get through a full movie Anything. Although I did manage to watch quite a bit of them, um, and it was the first time I really saw it. Uh, oh God, what's the name of them? Of Arabia, the guy of Arabia. What's his name? Of Arabia. I know it's not William. Something. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence of Arabia. It was my first time seeing it. I actually saw a lot of myself in in him or the the characters that he was acting. It was Peter O'Toole, right? And uh, so, because everyone saw him, it was kind of weird or whatever. I guess he, he's, he's a sort of an autistic character, really, in a way. But then it became a sort of a, an important sort of political individual or whatever. You want to call it kingpin of the of the time? I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. All right, there's other people walking in. So. All right. Anyway, I'll be right back. Uh, another thing was uh, just I just saw on my feed there that came up again. I probably talked. I don't know if I ever talked about it, but Randy Quaid wasn't he an actor at one point? Calling them all Star Walkers. There was these Star Walkers out there, or whatever. And then didn't he get killed as well or something, or something like that? This is a long time ago. Um, but he was coming out and sort of saying it. Um, I'd have to look that up again. But that was Randy Quaid. Um, and the other thing was, I have it down here. Uh, it's like an experiment that um, I keep thinking Kubrick, but it wasn't Kubrick. It was, I have it here. Um, Alfred Hitchcock also did this experiment, but it's but the first guy to do it was Kulshov, so it's called the Kulshov effect. And in essence, the Kulshov effect here, I'll read it off Wikipedia, uh, is a film editing or montage effect demonstrated by Russian filmmaker Lev Kulshov in the 1910s or, and 1920s. It is a mental phenomenon by which viewers derive 
more meaning from the interaction of two sequential shots than a single shot in isolation. So, um, to explain what I think Hitchcock did as well, I think the one Hitchcock did was he smiled and then cut away to a shot of, I don't know, say a little fluffy cloud or something like that. And, you know, so the person's perspective is, you know, he's having a nice, peaceful time smiling, whatever that. But he put he edited in the same smile and the next shot was of a girl in a bikini. So then the perspective was that he's having a creepy smile and he's like, he's, uh, he's oogling at this girl in a bikini, even though it's the exact same shot. So... The idea is is that we edit our own reality as well based on the stories we tell ourselves as well. So we do this while we're looking at people. So if we have a reason to tell ourselves a story that someone is creepy or, or anything for that reason, then, then the next time we look at them and whatever their expression might be, we're going to put that perspective onto them. So in other words, it's a bit like what was called the... Um, uh, what was it? It's it's a bit like it's the Rosenthal effect. If you look up Rosenthal effect or uh, pig, also Pygmalion effect. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but uh, the Rosenthal effect. In fact, there was an experiment done where they did two sides to the experiment. One where the teachers were told to tell the children that they were they're not in a good class and they're going to fail the test and as you'd expect yet you know they didn't do well on the test or not that they're going to fail the test but they're they're not good students or whatever that they'll probably anyway uh sorry just gonna pause there for a second so as i was saying so they were told that you know they're a class that's not doing very well. You know, teachers told them, you know, you aren't doing very well. This is the class that's not doing very well. The class across, it's an experiment, but the class across the hall, they were told they're doing very good. And of course, when the test came, the class they told they, were, they weren't very good, didn't, didn't do very well. And the class they told they were doing well did much better. However, they did another experiment where all they did was tell the teachers that their class is not performing well and the other one they told their class is performing well and they were told not to tell the students. So somehow, and this is a repeatable experiment that they did, somehow the students picked up the messages, the message from the teacher, either through their body language, through their intention, through what they thought of them, through their small interactions with them, and the same thing happened, even though the students weren't told. The, the same students, or the same thing happened, the ones that were told, at least the teacher was told, that they weren't going to do well, didn't do well. So that is the Rosenthal effect. So that can happen with anything, or, you know, say with a reputation of someone. Say you, you know someone, and the reputation is that, um, you know, they're well-educated, Anyway, so you think they're well-educated or whatever, and then when they appear, they're dressed nice and they act nice and all that, so you've maintained their reputation for them or whatever because that's what you thought of them. However, you're, if, you, if you have an, an opinion or you're told or you, you hear about someone who's probably slovenly or something and they happen to go by um, un, you know, not dressed well or something, um, then that's going to uh, 
reinforce that opinion of them. So similarly with like a smear campaign or something like that where or something news is spread around, false news about someone or false information um, that they're told not to tell anybody or something. And a similar thing can happen. So this thing, and that person can actually then feel that, even though they're not told particularly. They're not told what they were told. But that person can feel that energy, that judgment and everything on them. That person can feel that. And that expectation, that sort of Pygmalion effect, if you like, um, can it can have a huge effect. It can, it can stop you from being successful in exams, for one. Um, it could probably ruin your life in other cer- cer- certain circumstances, you know. Um, it might even drive you to do the thing that other people believe that you're going to do or something, you know, whether it's, I don't know, eating too much food or killing someone or whatever you know something from the most mundane thing to the most you know extreme thing maybe um so i suppose that happens in brainwashing in groups as well like so for extremist groups and things like that and uh yeah so i just wanted to get them down as well as i had them the rosenthal effect pygmalion effect and all that kind of stuff pygmalion effect could be good as well i used to do it a lot with people i didn't even realize i was doing it but i used to always choose to see the good in people and they'd always react uh, well to that because i believe most people are i hope i'm right that most people are good at heart and um you know i used to choose to always see the good in people i'm not like that anymore (laughs) i've been through life too much to you know and um i don't i don't trust people readily anymore and i don't uh i don't do that anymore i'm very uh much distrusting now after things i've been through especially quite recently in that and um and so that sort of pertains to all that as well so in case you haven't guessed but anyway all right so moving on from that anyway uh it's another day vermont was the v american state with the v in case you didn't already figure it out and uh maria abramovic if you don't know you know the um sorry it's the morning just waking up Um, Maria Abramovic, if you don't know already about spirit cooking and all that, you know, this, the artist, if you don't know who she is, because I've heard for like a fourth or fifth time, um, I think it was TikTok again, that, um, she's going to be somebody else saying she's going to be ambassador for Ukraine. I also heard Biden send over another like a load of billion dollars, um, what they keep saying from the taxpayers money. Through through the Clinton Foundation, I heard. <laughs> it's always the same people, you know. It's it's come it's come to a point where it's like the people themselves become the red flags, you know. It's like oh, them again, you know. We know what's going on. So, um, it's like they become the sim- symbolic. They they say their symbols, their symbolic meanings, or whatever their symbols will be their downfall. I don't know where that comes from, but it's it's the people who are involved. At this stage, that you know what's going on, nearly. It's always the same people, isn't it? Um, maybe because that's the. I think they want us to know, really. It's to keep us. I don't know. It's a flex. It's a flex. Like nine eleven has flex. They want us to know. All right. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to get those two things down. Be right back.
Um, yeah, I was just looking there. MSN apparently had an article about it. Marina Abramovic, actually, not Maria. Marina, like when you bring your boat in somewhere to a marina. And um, MSN apparently had an article, but uh, it seems to be gone. There's a couple of, like Reddit was, had the actual link, and it's not coming up for me anyway. And then somebody else said in a couple of different places that um, I think it was the Independent, probably the, I think it was the English Independent or something that had also a link, but they it was 404, and there was a couple of reports of it, um, that, that one disappearing as well on her being the ambassador or whatever. Of course, everyone calling her a cultist, Satanist and all this. And she's always refuted that, saying, oh, she's just an artist. Um, but if you see what she actually does, um, the things that she's doing, you, you could see it's very much, uh, I don't know, obviously a cultist or obviously kind of steeped in magical tradition or whatever. But, um, oh, Toast. So I better do that. Steven Spielberg is doing, um, is releasing a show, I think this Friday on Netflix, um, called Encounters or something like that. Uh, probably about all the UFO stuff. And so that'll be interesting to watch as well. Okay, the storm wasn't as bad as I thought this morning. Um, I don't know if it's going to get worse, but it's not that windy. Uh, I thought it was going to be pretty bad, but it seems to be okay. All right. I suppose it'd be time to wrap this up soon. I don't know. I'll just keep going until it feels right. All right, another day. It's a Friday. I think it's the 29th of September. Nearly October, I guess. Uh, oh, and... Um, yeah, so this thing keeps knocking off. There, okay, yeah, so I traded again. Uh, I'm not saying your name, so I'm not going to say the name of the Apple assistant. <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, um, I did my trading there earlier, and I did, I did okay in the morning. I did okay very early in the morning. Well, actually, what I was having my shower... I just left it on after my exercise. I just have to turn it on and catch something moving. And it was an acquisition of a company. I just happened to catch it and I just uh, got in. Uh, and I just left it on. Like in, when I came out of the shower, it was up. I was like, oh, great. But um, I decided to stay on and uh, work through the day anyway because my wife was collecting my daughter early from school and they were going out somewhere. So, um, I kept at it, and um, I was just taking it easy. I didn't want to give it back to the market, so I just traded um, very small, only like with 100 shares here and there on the other things, and um, I did okay then. I, got, I think I got like an extra $100 or something. So, but with uh, very low, it's very low funded account at the moment, so I'm just trying to build it all back up to... Um, where I was, so, so green on the week, which is good, uh, if I can keep that momentum going and build it back up, I should be able to um, really trade very good, but, you know, the market's different every day, every week, so 
see how that goes. Um, but they're home, um, and you know, we started singing karaoke, and I said, well, I've no whiskey. How can I sing karaoke properly without at least a triple whiskey or a triple and a double, probably? So I said, okay, I'll go ahead. It's still early enough. It's, it's just about five o'clock, so I said, I'll go, and I'll go, and I'll get some. I'll come back, and I'll be able to sing karaoke for an hour. Uh, big thing in the Philippines, of course, karaoke, but we kind of forget about it here. Um, so we're going to do that, I think. just decided to record. I thought had other few things written down or whatever, but I don't know. I think there might be some clips and stuff that I, I still have to do. Then maybe I'll wrap this one up and um, I don't know if I'll do another one or just keep this one going. I'm not sure. Again, I'm recording without actually knowing exactly what I'm kind of going to say or whatever. So, um, there we go. Is it, uh, pull out those two guys. There. One guy cycling, another guy pulling out his bins. Um, so yeah, that's all. That's all about the trading, pretty much. I was just happy with the way I traded today, you know. I, and I kept the because, like, a lot of the times, if you if you make something and you stay in the market, you can tend to give it back. Uh, but I protected it the whole day, and even made a little bit more. Not entirely, like, because I lost a small bit, but then I gained uh, back. But I don't know. There's commissions and all that that I'd have to count, but. Still green anyway. And uh, just trying to learn a little bit more as well. Like for example, there's there's utilization. I don't know if I said this already. See, there's ut utilization of the stock, and then there's like the short interest of the stock, and there's also the um, the short. I think there might be a ratio as well, but then there's stock that is to the market or something like that. Like one of them, one of them is about how much stock is lent lent to sort of market makers. It's the lending of the stock or something like that. Another one is like the stock that's available to you know the general public to trade. Um, and then the other part of it is like short interest is something to do with how much is lend, lended out then the utilization of that is how much of it's left or something like that I, I think I probably have it wrong but I've been just um, I've been taking notes um, just reading stuff and copy pasting and just so I'll have the information there if I need I'll, I'll go back and look at it again and again until it sort of sinks in sort of thing because obviously I still don't fully understand it, um, but uh, yeah. So there's that, and uh, which way will I go? I think I'll go straight through the town or the village. I heard on the latest overnight scape, um, sent not the central ramp exit ramp. That uh, Neil from Ireland is going to be coming back doing some 
podcasting, so that's good. He lives here, where I am. Like, exactly where I am, probably somewhere around here. Because I think he might have even said that he was close, kind of, to the to the town itself. or the I, I like to think of it as a village, but it's known as a town, I think, Wicklow Town. And that's where I'm driving through right now. And, yeah, I still haven't met... I have met Neil, but I haven't met him here. And I haven't seen him in many, many years. And I think he has... He's having um, difficulties with his sight. And maybe he always had. I didn't know before, but he did. Uh, I don't know if that means has to be a secret or anything. I don't know. But anyway. Um, there we go. Hopefully not. So, uh, yeah, Neil, I don't know if I, I said it before, but I think I, I did say it on one of the things that I would have been... Uh, Know, busy with bringing her to school and everything else, and I haven't really had a chance to meet up. Or I know he's on, I know you're on Twitter and all that stuff. He used to be anyway. I don't know. I just I don't I've never really used Twitter all that much or Facebook. I delete my whole Facebook. So I don't know. But that'll be good to hear anyway. Now, where am I going to get this whiskey? There is an off-license, we call them, in the town or in the village. I could just park up again. Yeah, that would be the nearest one instead of going doing the whole Tesco thing. Um, the reason I like Tesco is because for some of the shopping sometimes is that I can use the, the beeper and I don't have to talk to anyone. I can just do a self-checkout. Uh, for most days, I like to do that, but actually the last one it was out of order, and um, I ended up going to Super Value, and it wasn't as bad as I thought because usually it's it's thought of as, as quite the, the the more expensive one, especially to a main shop or anything. But whatever I got was cheap enough, like I was frugal enough about what I was choosing, and uh, it turned out okay. And then I got just a few bits from the butcher, um, four things for twenty euro. There he is there, Derek Dunn. And it worked out fine. I think we got some nice, fairly nice stuff. Uh, worked out about the same price. Um, the other options then are Aldi or Lidl. See, this is a very exciting episode. I'm glad you tuned in to all this, aren't you? <laughs> uh, here we go. And the weather is, is nice and dry today. There we go, more more fascinating information for you there. <laughs> I don't know, it's just one of these episodes. I don't know, that's should be why do I think that shouldn't be fine though? It should be fine, shouldn't it? Just to talk about it's, it's I think it's because I don't like small talk. That sort of stuff relates to uh, small talk a lot, you know, so uh, okay, so I managed to find a spot here. Well I'll be quick I'll be quick enough. And I parked in the spot where it says he is alive. Uh, if you live in Wicklow, you might know where that is. Now let's see if I reverse. Is this going to knock this off again? I don't know where. I don't know where this keeps thing. This thing keeps knocking off. On our court. Anyway, I got the. Uh, she wanted the Copperberg, so I got two big cans of that and. Uh, a Guinness, sometimes she wants to put a uh, black currant in Guinness, uh, like a cordial. 
macaron cordial into the Guinness. She likes to do that sometimes. I just got whiskey. I just got Powers whiskey and a Coke. So, oh, do you know what I forgot? I don't think we have any left. Ice. Might have some left. All right. I don't know. There's Wicklow. Wicklow Town, I think, is changing a little bit in the last few years with, I think, some immigrants coming in. I think they... I don't know what the story is of the hotel. I think the guy gets money from the government or something. I heard, I heard quite a nice sum of money. Um, and the hotel has basically become this sort of refugee place that's as, as far as I know. I don't know. Even if it still can be used as a hotel, so I don't know. But I've heard this, this is going to happen in the UK as well now. It's starting to happen. I don't know. Um, a lot of there's a lot of uh, grievance about it, about you know our our government not looking after the Irish homeless, yet looking after everyone else who comes into the country, and this sort of uh, upset a lot of people. I think that's the main reason. Of course, some people are just out and out racist, and there's all that as well, probably. I don't know anymore, you know. Why did I get out there? Isn't there two words, homogeny and homogenous? There's another word that's similar to homogeny. Homonogous or something. Homonogonogonobon or something like that. I don't know. Just let these guys cross there. I wouldn't mind going to the pub, but. Uh, uh, it's not really <coughs> I suppose the best environment for oh we could go for a few I suppose I don't know oh yeah reminds me of uh... anyway we'll tune in to you Neil when you're I suppose you'd be, it'd be your own podcast or it'd be, it'd be on the the overnight skip on the ground or a bit or a bit of both I suppose um <coughs> Anyway, yeah, very interesting <coughs> podcast. I usually like to have a bit of information. I think, yeah. And as I was saying, I think I think what I was saying was um, that I probably find it uncomfortable myself or unreasonable because I don't like small talk, and I think it relates to small talk, doesn't it? Weather and. <coughs> what drinks I'm getting and things like that it's kind of small talk stuff which is uh, I'm not a big fan of I guess it feels like a lot of fluff and all but I don't know maybe <clears throat> maybe it's good it's a good I want to do it as an experiment anyway so I'll just keep doing that <coughs> in this episode I'll just keep I'll just keep doing that in this episode right? and see see what it is what it's like I don't know then maybe there'll be information coming in between that I mean care about the weather you can still I can still talk about there was this, I think I did already talk about the storms or whatever that they were hurricanes out in the Atlantic but then they came through here and then Nigel wasn't too bad at all and then the one behind it was it Agnes or something uh, was a little worse but not too bad actually 
So, so far so good with the weather. And uh, I haven't heard any bad ones hitting the America, although they were, you know, it was touch and go for a bit, but I think they were they were okay as well. Uh, the east coast of, you know, Florida and New York and stuff. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, when I had my walk this morning, I just put the uh, overnightscape, uh, what do you call it? Sorry about all the noise, by the way, I know, because I don't have the other, it's not hooked up to the other microphone. Yeah, I'm just gonna let this episode be what it is and just see uh, all the noise and everything, all the stuff in between. Yeah, with the um, the overnight skip exit ramp uh, this morning, I just put it on twice the speed, and by the time I finished my walk, two hours, because because I had it on twice the speed, I had listened to the whole four and a half hours. You know, I had to drive home as well, whatever. Have my shower, kind of listen to the last bit in the shower or something. And yeah, I was able to listen to it all because you speed it up by two. I could fit it all in. And so I heard all that. <clears throat> um, who's the guy from Canada? Was it Michael or something? Getting a little heated on the uh, vaccine stuff from, from the official side. I was kind of surprised to hear that. That anyone was still so heated about it, first of all. Second of all, that he was on the uh, the official side of it, because usually these days it's people getting heated from the other side. So, um, yeah, I don't think anybody cares much anymore from either side. So, although I know there's the whole, I do hear that it's kind of come on back a bit with the COVID thing a little bit here and there. But the book that I was talking about before says 10 years. So 2030 by the time it actually comes back full force for another another lockdowns and all that. Or 2029, whatever. So this is just the stuff to keep us going in between. I don't know. I guess in some ways maybe that's what's needed to for the release of all these new technologies that might be coming or something. I don't know. I remember I said something in October is supposed to happen with new the new energy, uh, free energy. So whether that's true or not, wouldn't that be great if we all had free electricity? Um, how is that? How would that change the world? It would change it so much, wouldn't it? I think things would just get cheaper as well. I don't, that would change a lot. That would change the world for good. Um, I don't know how. I don't know how much it would, it would change it a lot. I suppose. Anyway, that's it. I got my whiskey. I'm gonna sing some karaoke songs. It's five o'clock on a Friday. You know, I've done my work. I've done my trading. And. Uh, See how that goes. We're just we haven't planned anything. We're not going out for dinner. We're not meeting anybody. Uh, I think my wife is working nights tomorrow night and the next night, so there is that. But that's probably why, probably why we haven't planned anything. But uh, yes, we're just having a quiet night in. Well, quiet after I sing a few songs. Okay, be right back.
Okay, so we had our little karaoke moment. I think I got two or three glasses of whiskey, but it's kind of worn off. And uh, we turned on the the new Avatar movie, I think, on Disney Plus. But um, I think my wife's seen it already. But I just have no. There's no way. It's over three hours long, <laughs> and I don't think my attention span. We'll get through it. So I'm going for a little walk. And uh, see how that goes. But, um, yeah. One of the things on the... I'm not even wearing the right walking shoes, actually. Never mind. Um, One of the things on the Overnightscape exit ramp... uh, during the uh, towards the end, uh, everybody was talking about uh, Russia, Ukraine, and all that. And um, yeah, in one of my very earlier episodes, way before the Ukraine thing happened, I actually mentioned NATO and Ukraine and Russia uh, to be a problem. In fact, I think I, might, I said Third World War Three, um, and. I know Doc Slees put a good case forward for saying um, about Russia wanted to basically uh, remove the um, politics or whatever, the powers uh, in Ukraine and all that. And, you know, who knows what's true and what isn't. But I, I know, I think, for, think, I think it's for a fact that Putin uh, more or less... I think his official line with it, and that's this is probably not true either, but I think his official line w- with it was that, um, you know, he's just defending against Ukraine because, um, as I said before, way long before this thing ever happened, before, it was years before this ever happened, by the way, there was missiles and stuff being, you know, nuclear stuff being set up by NATO on the border and was basically provoking Russia to defend and this is why I think Putin may have a case in what he's saying so I think that actually might be true whatever else is actually happening and whatever else did happen I don't know and I'm not on either side so I you know I can't take sides in that again forgive the panting or whatever because I am walking so the breather will be a bit of breathing I'm just going around the block um and since I live in the country, there probably will be some crows. There's a cat. Um, yeah, kind of live in the countryside here a bit. Out of the city, which I much, much prefer. And kind of near the sea, which I like. So, um, yeah. Anyway, apart from all that, pretty good Friday evening, pretty... A time seems to have stretched this week, and I, yeah, here we go. Here's the crows. <laughs> I think I think I know one of the reasons why time might have seemed to stretch this month. I think I learned that there was like five Fridays in this month, rather than the normal four or something like that. So I wonder has that got to do with time feeling like it's stretched this this month? It doesn't feel like. Um, like usually I, I have a lot of time dilation and uh, time blindness. Uh, but this month, it seemingly has been uh, 
kind of, uh, what's the word, normalized. It seems like time is kind of normal this month. Like, like last week feels like last week, not five minutes ago. Um, also, I think I've got time a bit messed up with my reading, because I think I said it would take me 15 minutes to finish 60 pages, but I think that would at least be half an hour, right? Because I'd probably take 30 seconds or a minute per page. 30 seconds, maybe. So if it's 60 pages, that's like at least half an hour. Anyway... So saying that to my therapist, he says, oh, you're a quick reader. And I was like, wait, no, I'm slow. So maybe I'll have that. I calculate that wrong. Of course, I've dyscalculia, so probably did. Um, but, just, but I think once you get into the flow, sometimes you can get through a page in 15 seconds. Depends how big the page is, but of course. But anyway, I'm running out of breath here going up, going uphill. Whiskey in my belly and popcorn in my teeth. <laughs> So, so anyway, yeah. Um, so I, I might go listen to something now. I'm talking. I seem to be fitting a fair few things in the day, like going to the shops, having a walk, <coughs> doing my work. Uh, my wife went there, got some pillows, and my exercise earlier. Look, this is not normal. The time hasn't been like that. Time hasn't been so kind uh, before. How come? How come I can do this now? How come I'm fitting in more things? Is this just me? Is everyone else experiencing that this month, September twenty twenty three? The end. Anyway, well, I guess I'll be right back and we're going to listen to something. And I know I have a few clips to play. I just want to. I want this episode to come to a natural end because there's things I want to finish and I don't feel like this episode's kind of finished yet. But I know it's full of fluff. It's full of... Um, it feels like it is anyway. Of not, of not much value, of not much information. But as I said, I'd like to continue just doing that as an experiment for this one to see what it's like to be a normal person maybe or something. Because um, often I will be listening to podcasts and I'm like, okay, people go on, they start talking like that. Like the small talk stuff. And I'm like, okay, fast forward, where's the information? What are you getting? Um, you know. But uh, perhaps for this one, just for this experiment, to, uh, to invite that in and be in the moment a bit more. And, uh, not talk shite, but in a way, talk shite, if you know what I mean? It's like, because that's what it is to me. But then, boring things can be interesting, like there's a blade of grass, right? I could talk about that, or a flower. So I'm, so I'm seeing more things, and more present, if I'm, if I'm like that. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. <laughs> All right. There's a dog up there. See, I'm seeing more things around. See, I can maybe I can describe where I am. Maybe um, if I wasn't so breathy, Jesus. Um, the whiskey doesn't help. It's a lovely area. I love the area. You know, as you can imagine, it's Ireland, so it's green. It's September, so the leaves are a bit orangey. You know, going from green to orangey, some leaves are falling. 
there's a lot of green, there's a field here, kind of a small football thing. Um, you can hear the birds tweeting, probably. The tweeting runs you Twitter. Twitter is no longer Twitter, it's X. Blue's, bluish sky, sky's still blue at the moment. It's going to get dark fairly quick, I'd say. Scattered clouds, scattery kind of looking clouds. Uh, bird flying there. Someone with like a boat in their driveway, which is kind of cool, small blow-up thing, although it's fairly flat. It's not looking blown up at all. It looks fairly tattered. Uh, I do see boats coming in and out of the harbour here sometimes, and I like to see the different boats. Had a boat myself. Couldn't afford it. Um, bought it with like uh, crypto money. Um, basically wasted it. But as a dream, and I fulfilled the dream, so that, uh, it's not wasted really then, is it? Um, you know, I certainly didn't get the money back in it or anything. But, you know, I like the story of it. I sold it to a guy I like and for half the price, and he's, he's a, he was Irish as well in the Philippines, and we got on well. So I didn't mind losing the money on it. It's not always about gaining money. You know, every transaction is not all about having money or having a good transaction. But it does cross my mind every now and again that it was a lot of money, but whatever. Sometimes the story is more important than he, he he said to me, I'm always welcome to buy it back. And so I appreciated that. And resuming means it's the same price. So as long as he's not making money. But no, but uh, I always appreciate that. But he was a successful businessman. But just a normal guy, though. Very average, very down-to-earth dude. Um, just got, kind of got lucky and did well for himself. It was a textile kind of fashion industry, kind of like... Uh, clothes rag trade from I don't know he's doing business from China or what it was but I was part of it you know and I know I was, I was talking about Alice earlier For Vermont by the way was the was the state it's a state right Vermont and uh, it got me thinking because like a friend of mine a while ago said oh you've had so many girlfriends or anything I actually haven't I've only had about five and so Alice, I never thought of as a girlfriend. I don't see ever taught me as a boyfriend either, but we, you know, we had a relationship, so I'll call her one anyway. So that was one. And then, um, you know, in my 20s, it was, it was another one. And then that was two. And then there was one briefly in, in England, but it was only for a few months. And I just knew it wasn't a fit. I don't think it was even many months. I don't think it was even two months. It might have been two months. Well, that was three, and then, uh, um, oh, there was um, uh, one in the Philippines before, and my wife, and my wife is five, and that's it, it's the only girlfriends I've had, but my, my friend was saying to me one time, as if, oh, you know, you've had lots, no, five, that's it, um, and I haven't had any actual one, actual one night stands, but I've had, um, you know, I've had, have gone to strip clubs and things, so you can imagine things happen. Um, that's my history for everybody to know. There you go, out in the world. So what, what of it? Life is life. Things happen, you know. 
but it definitely wasn't um, anything like he seemed to be making out of it, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's really. Um, oh, and Mary, Mary was the, that was the fifth one, yeah, and then my wife. But Mary was, uh, she died, she died actually. Something wrong with her head or aneurysm or something like that. But that was long after, a year or two, three, maybe after. And again, it was just something a couple of months again. It wasn't a serious thing. Um, so anything that wasn't serious was just like, well, it's, it's not working, so it's just a couple of months and then that was it. Um... That's my history, in case you needed to know. I don't know why I'm telling you, but there you go. Get it all down. Um, what else? Yeah, this this idea of, you know... Um, you know, so if you hear something and you carry that information with you, like, a, like I'm going to call the next one as well, because I wanted to link up with this one. Smear campaign... You know, so if somebody gets some information, or even gets it wrong, or exaggerates it, and passes it on to somebody else, it can become a smear campaign, it can become gossip, and then a smear campaign. But what do you do if you believe it and you pass it on? Well, first of all, you're bearing false witness, right? You bear false witness, you're carrying a lie, or embellishing a lie, that you don't even know if it's true, because you haven't checked with the person themselves, Right? And then you tell others, and you might embellish it more. Because why? Because you've already had something against that person in the beginning to make you want to do that. Whether that be jealousy or whatever. I'll use the word whatever, because whatever the word is, who knows what people have against other people. Usually, it's uh, something along the lines of coveting or wanting what they want or not having what they have or, or I don't know, feeling like they're, you know, it it's usually comes down to you don't understand because everyone's gone through a hard time, basically. Um, so, well, as far as I know, I mean, you even listen to these stories of millionaires, billionaires, they've had hard times, you know. Sure, sure, coming into money is going to give you some good times, but they probably won't last long. <clears throat> so, I don't know, there's a lot of that. And a lot of pieces of the puzzle I'm putting together of, of you know, how wide-reaching, you know, certain things were in my life. And what does a person that has been, has had these things, you know, done upon them, want. They just want admittance and an apology. But why wouldn't the other person give that? Because they don't want us to know how bad they've been to them. They could never admit it. They could never say it. Why not when it makes just everything okay and everything perfect? Why? Don't know. And that's all that needs to be said is the truth. And then everything is fine. Oh, people don't want to say the truth. 
you know, has to be the way it is for whatever reason. Whether it's from being compromised or something internally, but people really got to get over that. You know, certainly if I was ever challenged in anything and there was a truth to it, I would admit it. You know, I'm pretty sure that I would. Um, or at least put the record straight, whatever it might have been, if the story's misinterpreted. And so, obviously I'm talking about something that relates to me and it has betrayed me and it has upset me a lot in my life. And so, anyway, we move on. And that's it. And if people don't want to move on or make amends or make inroads, then it just has to stay the way it is. Whatever those reasons are. I'm not about to get into a discussion where I'm, I'm shot down or I'm shut down or I'm not told the truth or something's been held. Information's being withheld from me. Information can be withheld without it being a lie. I understand, but when the person knows and it overlaps with your life in so many ways, it then becomes their right to know, I think, you know, something like that. So if that can't be achieved, then boundaries is the only option because basically, fuck that. You know, I'm not going to live like that, you know. False relationships. What's the point? I know we pretend a lot anyway as humans. I get it. But when you've become partial to you know, knowledge and you want justice or whatever, it's different. So, I march on. And march on. So it seems to be a walking, talking type of time. The time today again seemed. It's another day, by the way. Even though I'm not walking in the evening again. Because I didn't walk too much this morning. Then. I had to get back early, but, uh, yeah, another day. What was it, was it, was it just talking about, about to say? It's about to say something, wasn't it? Shit, it's gone. I was about to say something. Walking, talking, type of day, type of time. Oh, time, yeah, time. Again, today, like today I did a thing that we do from time to time. We just r- run into town, sort of, into Dublin. And, uh, you know, I just do a few things with my daughter. We go to the bookshop, Hodges and Vegas, and then, you know, we might get some takeaway food to bring home and maybe go around to... I was going to go to this pizza place everybody's raving about, Bambino's. Well, I've had it before, and it just tastes like a... Uh, cheese toasty <laughs> burnt a bit but it's nice anyway but um, it's closed. it wasn't open yet 
And it just seemed like you walked all around there, did everything. I was like, it was so crazy. I even went to the Disney store. And uh, like usually that takes ages. And it was just, it felt like it was done in a half an hour. Again, just time being so slow. I was able to put on my um, VR there. Had, a, had another like hour or something. Where's all this time coming from? That I never had before. It's fantastic. Kind of. I don't know how to handle it. I'm used to being able to just about fit things in. I had it all planned. But now that I'm... Am I fitting it in too well now that I'm extra extra space? I don't know. Anyway, I put on the Oculus and checked out uh, U2 in the Sphere, Las Vegas. Absolutely fantastic. Unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I guess everybody knows what it is, right? So... Um. Yeah, absolutely amazing. But with the with the VR on, I expected to sort of maybe get some sense of, you know, that looking around thing. Just had a YouTube on in the VR. It wasn't a three sixty thing or anything. Although maybe there is a three sixty video available. Uh, but it's great. It's great. Uh, Adam or Larry doesn't seem to be drumming. I don't know. It's someone else. I don't know what the story of that is. One of the members of you two. Anyway, I think they said they're there for a year or something. Uh, they call them residents or something. Residency in Las Vegas. Fantastic. I don't know. The tickets are probably all booked out or they haven't even looked. Wouldn't mind. But I saw Jeff Bezos was there. <laughs> and... Uh, so, who's your man from Public Enemy? Um, Flavor Flav. I'm sure there was more, but uh, it's the two I saw flicking through some of the YouTubes there. That uh, was an opening, probably opening night or something. And, uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. I think, did it cost a billion dollars or something? It's some crazy amount. Um, yeah, I thought. Uh, one of the sort of sad-ish things about it, or another another way I sort of felt about it, um, not just it being all amazing and all, but there is a sort of a... Since I grew up with you 2 and since it means so much to Ireland and being Irish, especially growing up in the 80s and that, um, that, you know, obviously, you probably don't want to hear this, but yeah, obviously they know they're getting old and... Um, well, being able to do that while as you're getting all that's that's another um, fantastic thing to be able to do that they that they decided to do that at that that age. Um, but it was just that sense of um, that this, that's this generation sort of handing this amazing last amazing thing down to the next generation. It felt more. There's an element to it where it felt like a handover, you know. This, like, this is we've got to the pin, we've got to the pinnacle point of far as we can go here. Now this is all yours. Now see what you can bloody well do with it. Let's let's fucking go. Like, is that kind of a? There's an I don't know if you call it an endearment or a disquality to it of a deeper meaning to it at all, rather than just at all being amazing and all that, but. Obviously, when, I mean, 
I don't know how much he lives here, but Bono just is kind of down the road there and um, kind of docky, Kalani there, but you know, within the vicinity and within and being Irish and and all that, and then it, it, I suppose we sort of seen seen them grow into not you call it old age yet, but not not far off. So so there's that depth to to it. There's another dimension to it for me anyway watching it um, probably not for anyone else it's just a random YouTube fan or anything um, so yeah there's sort of a, a kind of a nice sadness or something to it sort of a handover vibe like this is it for them that's that's like very likely going to be it, but what a way to go out, though, if it is. If it is, I mean, who knows? But what, what a great way to go out, though, if it is. Um, yeah, so just uh, that's my view on the sphere there. The old sphere, huh? Well, you know, we'll be able to Las Vegas there and have a look at the old sphere. Oh, you see, blue skies tonight again, this evening. Let's see if I can get a few kilometres done. And uh, I guess that'll be it. Oh, there's, there's more clips I wanted to play. I didn't get round to it. And then I still want to do the YouTube thing. Here's me saying I've loads of time and I haven't done all the things that I was supposed to do. Well, this is not what I was supposed to do, but they're in the back of my mind anyway. Um, so I'll continue on my walk. I'll be right back. Well, that uh, spiel, that encounters thing, wasn't Spielberg, by the way. Um, I don't. I, I read it somewhere where, where they said it was, but maybe they also meant Close Encounters as well. But yeah, there is a. I watched a bit of the first episode or something. Half watched it. I think it. I think they did. Uh, was it, um, I was going to say, there's two schools. There was one in, there's one in Zimbabwe or one of those places in Africa or South Africa a long time ago where children saw the uh, UFO and aliens uh, a long time ago, in 80s, 90s. And then but there, apparently there was also one in England and it was on the news and everything. And so that's the one they were showing. Um, I, I don't know, was it Nottinghamshire or something like that? Um, yes, yeah, so that was interesting. You give that a give that an else cunt. You want? Anyway. Oh yeah, I had an idea. Um, and this is for any of you <laughs> Disney directors. I may be listening, you never know. Or or script writers, right? So I'm never gonna do it. You might as well have the idea out there. I'm sure somebody else already had the idea anyway. Uh let me just read it in the notes there. Hold on. Where is it? Uh is this still recording? Let's go down to the end here. Okay, so okay, so it's um basically I don't know if you've ever seen I think it's Raya, 
another Disney movie and I think it's Raya and, and they have these kind of factions or provinces where there's different um, races and now I'm getting confused with the new one Elementals I'm, I'm thinking it's, it was fire, earth and water and all that um, I think that might have actually had something to do with it as well but anyway there's these different races and there's a they're kind of having an issue with one another and uh, it was Raya's dad or something was I don't I don't know if it was Raya I think it's Raya Raya seems like a different thing in my head maybe it wasn't Raya I don't know but anyway I'll get the name of it later so they had these different races but the, the dad was like um, oh look I can take a bit of food from like this is the food they grow there and this is some of the food they grow there so he got a little bit of food from every one of the provinces and he made this lovely soup and it brought everybody together. And I think then something bad happened or something, but uh, that was the idea. It was a lovely idea. I, you know, I thought that was a great idea. So this is something, if you can keep that in mind, this is something similar, right? So there's these different races, okay? I'll just take a breath here. I'm talking and walking, is, it's hard. Okay. Okay, yeah, so okay, so one of them one of the provinces it doesn't have to be provinces, it's gonna be countries or like imagine a different world, it doesn't have to be even this world, it's just a whole new world or whatever. And so one of the countries or areas, whatever, makes everything, right? Obviously it's it, it's based on this world, but anyway. One of them makes everything, you know? So whole bunch of factories now this race could be anything it could be it could be gnome looking or anything they make everything they make toys they make washing machines gadgets make everything in the world they make they make it this place makes it right that's what they do they don't have a great life you know it's very basic life they have some rice or you know equivalent of you know and they just wake up and they do their job go to factories and and that's it. They make all the stuff for this other place, right? So this other race, and they give it all to them, right? Um, so the other race, they could be, I don't know, tall, greys, or different type of people. But they, they have another life. It's obviously based on, say, America or something, or the Western world, say. And they enjoy the uh, <clears throat> being able to use all these things, you know. And, um, and they have a different daily life. So they they talk about the products, they use the products, they exchange the products, they sing about the products, they on the TV about the products, they you know they rave about the products, right? So they're all about these products that this other place makes. Then there's another another area where they grow all the food and send it out everywhere and there's the obviously the farmer race or whatever they could be maybe they could be kind of irish or have a cap or something or you know another race right and again they have a very basic life right they don't really they don't even have as much as like the factory workers they've like they just go out in the field and i suppose they could have some machines that the factory workers make or something and makes their life a bit easier or something like that that could be a side plot or whatever you call it and uh, 
So then there's another province or country or whatever, and these are the kind of the bankers, right? The people who make the money. And they sort of control it all in a way. Now, they have a great life. They're jetting it here, there, and everywhere. They're in the biggest, fanciest places. Their houses are immaculate. They've got people um, at their every whim for whatever they want. They can have every, any moment they want at any moment that they're choosing. And, but you start to see that they, some of them, like say, say there's two protagonists. Say you take one from the factory and one from the the banker uh, province and one of the banker province they, they have different problems. So it's like you say, it's a kid growing up and he has his own problems say to, he's no way of grounding or finding his place in the world and so he has to find a way to ground and, or a place to live where it feels normal because life is normal and it's, it's just, you know there's nowhere to ground. You know this kind of idea and then so the, the factory worker, one kid, has a different upbringing. He has different problems, but somehow they meet or their destinies are entwined somehow. And um, one has got to make... So, hold on, maybe that wrote down, wrote down what the... <laughs> uh, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't write it down what the actual whole ending is but something like that somehow your destiny is intertwined and one has to help out the other or something like that and they both see um the realities you know the, the nice things that they can have but um, then how you know this kind of idea anyway something something like that and then they have to control everything with the money or make sure it all runs as best they can or something like that and then and uh, this could be put into in a completely different context it doesn't have to be exactly like that obviously but then yeah and then there could be higher beings even outside of all that who are in touch with maybe only the bankers right and they want certain I know it could be that they want certain bad things to be done and then the, the banker guy is trying to get help from this factory guy to kind of say, well, what can I do? Like, this is just the way it runs. And what would you do if you were in charge of all this? How would you... Um, like, we can't just give everyone money. Everything would stop running. Like, you'd stop making things. The farmers would stop things. The fisher, when there's another race, if you want. Fishermen would stop fishing. And everything would stop... You know, so what can we do? What are, what are your suggestions to fix it all? Uh, can we all live free? And then maybe there's a saviour, maybe the robots. Maybe there's a robot race that can sort of save us all, or screw it all up and we all go back to the way it was. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's the idea. Be right back. All right, it's another day. Walking again. I don't know. This is probably coming through the microphone of the uh, earphones, for, could be, earpods. Um, so yeah, walking again, and walking and talking again. Seems to be a running theme here. <laughs> running, walking, I don't know. Uh, one of the things that I have written down and I forgot to say 
what I forgot to say, so I wrote it down, <laughs> is um, more about that um, psychic message in location thing, or in just in general, telepathy, maybe. But do you need, I don't think you necessarily need to be right beside the person for telepathy to work. So um, one of them was in Tesco. And uh, as you know, if you listen to the show, I'm not a fan of uh, shopping centers or, or, or what are they called? Shopping grocery shops or something. Uh, supermarkets, we call them. And uh, I don't know if it's the lights or the people or the sound. Or, um, I, know, I know sometimes it's the sound for sure. And I do wear headphones sometimes to help if I'm doing a big shot of it. If it's just a, if I'm just in and out quicker, I don't even bother about it. Um, anyway, so sometimes, especially if I'm on a medication, because my medication is stimulants, so it can make me a bit edgy anyway. It's, it's like drinking a triple espresso or something, along with a Red Bull, maybe. <laughs> so you can be really jittery, you know. And so... So if you're jittery and you're fight or flight and you don't like the environment you're in, um, people can pick that up. And so I know there's this Down syndrome guy in that works there. I think it's Down syndrome, I don't know. Kind of a little guy. And uh, he um, often catches my eye or often sees me, picks up on it, I think. And uh, one time, I think he was just kind of seeing if I was okay. <laughs> he kind of comes up beside me as I was like checking out, like looking at me kind of like... Uh, are you okay? So I did a little telepathy. I just went in my mind a message. I just said, I don't know what's wrong with me, <laughs> you know. But in my mind, I didn't say it out loud. So he's looking at me like as if, what's wrong with you, you know. And uh, so a couple of weeks later, I, I was kind of, I was kind of thinking like, there you go, you can sort of say that back to me, you know, because I'm all, I'm often in there. He often sees me. I never talk to him or anything, but I know it's straight. He probably knows my face, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, so, yeah, a couple of weeks later, or a couple of months later, probably, maybe, could be two months later, maybe, six weeks, something at that time, not going to be time, but something like that. Uh, he comes up beside me again at the register, someone else is working there, you know, one of these self-chair things, and he says to the woman beside him, um, I don't know, what's wrong with me? The exact same thing, as if to say it back to me, though. And that's not the only time... That specific thing happened to me. There was some, one time when I was dropping my daughter to school or something. And uh, it was morning, so probably just awake or something. And somebody was, uh, I think again, just another face. I reckon I don't know them. And um, oh, it felt like she looked me in a sort of a judgmental way. Maybe I was just getting, learning how to bring her to school or something. You know, one of these, maybe it was like junior school or something like that. I'm not used to all this kind of bringing the skills up. And, uh, you know, I was thinking of other things at the time. Uh, anyway, with the message I sent, which um, it doesn't really matter what the message was, but the message at the time was, it was something like, oh, you are incorrect. You are incorrect. And I think it was about two or three weeks later, she said the exact same thing. Of course, I didn't say that out loud. But she said the exact same thing 
to um, someone beside her. But I could tell it was meant for me. You know, it was like it was shot in my direction. You know, vocally. So I was like, Jesus, that. You know, but I did it intentionally to see if you get it. You know. And so that was another one. There was also another one here in Wicklow. Uh, why did I, I think I, I said it on here before about a man crossing the road and I was like, go do something crazy, do something crazy, you know, just an old man crossed the road. And he did just as I was passing by, I was driving in the car, he was about to cross the road. I was right at the corner and he did do something crazy. He just like, wiggled his legs and his hands and went woo, 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 with his face. I was like, there you go, he did it. He like heard my brain saying, like immediately, it was like an immediate one. That wasn't a wait in three weeks or anything. It was like, he did it immediately. I was like, wow. This telepathy stuff. I'm good at sending. I'm not so good at receiving, I think. I wonder where that might be. <laughs> Somebody tuning me up to receive messages from me. Ah, anyway. So, there was, um, what was the other one recently? Oh, this is a strange one. When I, I go on my walk, and um, one of the times I was uh just going past this, it's kind of hill, I don't really like it, but anyway, there's this really, there's this really awkward spot where a pole is, and uh, I don't know if it's so much telepathy, but I was like, right, imagine, like, it's such an awkward spot, even for a pole to be for anything, it's just this really awkward corner or whatever, and on a hill, it's an awkward spot, and I thought, you know, imagine, like, laying down there, like, especially if you're on a bike, just getting off and laying down right there in that really awkward spot, you know, just to defy sort of things that you're not supposed to do, because it just looks like something you totally should not do, like a, a real awkward spot with a pole in the middle, on a bike, you have to lean the bike up, and it's so awkward, and you just lay down for no reason other than that does not look like a spot to lay down in, so, so def defy, um, I don't know, what well, looks like realism. And uh, this one took a while. This was like months later. But I was coming up <laughs> around the corner, and what do I see? Guy with his bike up again, lying right there. And um, first of all, I was going, shit, is he, is he okay? But no, he's, like, like I said, hello, and he was like, fine. He was smiling. He was like, hey, you know. So obviously, he had the kind of similar thought, maybe, I guess. Uh, something like that. I don't know if that one's, but that, you know. I was surprised because nobody else would. It might have just had the same thought or something. But um, yeah, and also the last one, I wanted to ask uh, Frank. So if you're listening, I get the overnight skit. When you're in, the, I think it was Italy or one of those places. There was a point where you went to the bathroom and washed your hands or something. I don't know if you peed or something. But I was listening to it when you pee. But I, was, I think you just wash your hands or something. And then you kind of said, oh, it might have been on pause or something like that. Like there's a mistake. But I was wondering, and I couldn't hear what you were thinking, but I was I couldn't hear the telepathy in it. But I was wondering, was that a test for telepathy? That little moment. Um, I could be wrong, but it was like, cross my mind, I was like, because I was kind of like, I was thinking that before you did it. I was like, it'd be good if you did something like that on the journey. Because sometimes when you're on a journey through somewhere, you can kind of pick up on, I don't know, that down. The, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the soup, the quantum soup, or whatever. And you can, because you're somewhere different and you're tuning into different things, and it could be easy to send messages or something. And I was like, um, you know, what do you got the two on anything? The feathers thing. I was like, um, 
yeah, it's kind of like, that would be a good idea to do that and try and send them that message. And then he did do it, but I don't know. It's just, it might be just a genuine mistake, so I don't know. I can't pick up anything from it. Uh, I tried to like, tune in to see if I can get a message. It seems like he might be trying to send a message, but I'm definitely not getting there. Getting um, so I'm just wondering, frankly, uh, if that was. Now you can let me know, because I'm trying to pick up on it, but I don't know if it was. It probably wasn't, but there you go. And it wasn't, well, whatever. It'd be good if it was, you might be able to get some proof, you know, it's just getting the proof down. That's the thing. Maybe we should start trying to do experiments or something. Um, there certainly seems to be enough evidence for synchronicities, but how to get it more, you know, over the line of synchronicity into the um, proof of something. Um, could do, like a friend of mine asked you before to put something in an envelope and put it somewhere. Uh, not only could he guess what picture's in the envelope, but the location it's in. Uh, it's like two proofs. That's, that was a good good idea. So we might try and do something like that, maybe. Uh, if anybody's interested, that is. Uh, all right, so. Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's all for now. And I'll be right back. My goodness, we're three hours in here. He's never going to stop. Yeah. Oh, and I had another thing written down here, but I'll, I think I'll keep it for the next one. Okay, good. All right, it's another day. Just finishing up trading here. Probably go for another walk. Um, and that kind of stuff. Um, not sure where I was with the last one, but there is. Um, wasn't I saying about something? That if they're already against you, something like that. And then I saw a TikTok of this uh, woman saying the same thing. And I thought, well, I could play that. Because sometimes people miss the message just because it's from me or whatever. But if somebody else says it, then, you know, then they might get the the message. You know, sometimes you, you don't, don't, don't let the message pass you by, you know. It's just because it's... Uh, not from or just because it's from me or something like that gaslighting occurs and excuse when you are autistic a lot of unintentional gaslighting occurs and excuse my lower level tone today i'm unmasked i've dealt with a very emotional situation and if you know me i really don't fool with emotions like that because they are literally draining it drains me to feel so excuse me but i was watching this creator's video and she was talking about how when you are autistic, you are just so observant, you're hypervigilant, you are consistently, or I'm sorry, hyper-aware, not hypervigilant, you're hyper-aware. And because of that hyper-awareness, you notice everything to the point that you are processing information 20 to 40% faster than a neurotypical person. Um, a neurotypical person is someone that doesn't have um, ADHD, autism, Tourette's, dyslexia, dyslexia dyscalculia those things right so when we are dealing with that and we're sharing with people how we feel or what we've noticed there is like this consistent like confusion of how did you notice that that didn't actually happen how did you pay attention to that you look at everything and in some ways people can really appreciate it but in other ways people will literally look at you crazy and tell you that what you have just witnessed is not real and that it's not true and that can make you self-isolate because you know that you've paid attention but what this creator's video just let me know was that yes 
The reason why you're seeing that and they're not seeing that is because your brain can process more. All right, that, that's not actually the one I wanted. Um, or is this one? Uh, oh, this goes with something that I was saying earlier with the, with the thing. Let's see if this one um, does the same. This one, well, it's not the one that I wanted to play actually. Well, neither of them, but anyway, this one I think goes with what I was saying earlier as well. So, let's see, this plays. Does this play? If you've ever had a person in your life that just never takes your side no matter what, there's a reason for that. It is one of the biggest signs that someone doesn't like you or has a negative bias towards you. As a society, when we don't like a person, we tend to justify anything wrong that happens to them, no matter how disrespectful and no matter how cruel. And so when you come across people like this in your life, the reason why they never take your side is because they are harboring secret judgments about you. And the craziest part of this is that it doesn't just happen with strangers. For some people, it's their mom, their lover, their brother, their sister, their cousin. It could be anyone. And because this happens to people that are close to them, it can often leave a person questioning their own value in that relationship. And sometimes it'll even make them seek that person's approval. So uh, people harboring secret judgments and that. And then what happens then if, if it's a number of people together doing that and how stronger that is and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but there is still another one I wanted to get. But um, yeah, it reminds me of the joke as well which is about uh this guy in court and he's like everyone's saying oh well he has this uh obsession he has this um has this perversion he's you know and we're right yes he has this uh perversion and um but they were wrong about what the perversion was because the only thing he's concerned about and obsessed about is the perversion of justice got it get it all right so Right. Well, see what the see what the one is, the other one. Yeah, I can't find the other one. But basically, it was just a woman saying the same thing that I was saying earlier on, which was um, about if somebody uh, finds something against you without um, whatever looking into it, then they've already wanted to have something against you against you in the first place. That's why it's better sometimes to have uh, these to, to say it because um, sometimes other people say it better than than I do anyway. Um, but there you go. No, I was just looking to see if I was um, anything else on. I'm just finishing up trading. So um, I don't know how, there are quite a few trades today. I kept at it just to see, well, I I did lose a bit, but I did gain a bit. I was green anyway. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven kind of main tickers that I trade, but different kind of trades on them. So probably a lot more trades than seven. Um, so the broker would be happy with commissions probably, but um, one, two, three green. So $441 on the ALXO. Uh, I think it was some cancer treatment or something that came out early this morning. A lot of the times, the last while, it's just been warning movers and then nothing. That's what it is today as well. Uh, I managed to short on Shopify a little earlier then just to get some back on the others that I lost, which was one, two, three, four, kind of small losses, small losses like $50, $50, $7, $1. <laughs> 
So it means I'm keeping my losses short and like letting the other ones a little bit more. So that's ideal, really. Although I kind of overtraded a bit. Um, but that's it. So I better go for another walk because I didn't uh, do much of a walk this morning. Okay, uh, maybe I'll wrap this up or something. Get this wrapped up. Um, let's see, I'll go for a walk. All right, another day. Um, I guess I'm gonna kind of get this uh, kind of over. I know I was talking about before the Ukraine thing, and there's this guy had a kind of good video that explains sort of something similar to what I was saying. Um, but also, I just heard, I haven't looked too much into it, that um, Israel is under attack by Hamas and uh, what's the other thing called? Oh, sorry, just checking the email there. Okay, um, yeah, I'll have to check back on my trading i think i might be able to come back on the on the account size a little bit because i put a call option on and it might do well so that might get me back um into the trading picture a bit but anyway this guy i'll just play this um so i kind of just want to get this finished here if i can uh, again it's taking time to load but he seemed to have um by the way, his name is a rat, a rath, R A T H. Bone makes music. All right, and uh, this is kind of what he said. He's kind of saying there's an un uncritical thinker, there's critical, there's critical thinkers and people that are not thinking critically and um, on the argument, on the idea, ideas behind the Ukraine and, and Russia. And this is the way he puts it. Okay, so I'll put it. Uh, I'll just start from here. Where is he? Okay, let's see. This will this play? It's not playing. Do I need to? Why is it not playing? This happened last time as well, didn't it? It's because I can't play it on my phone because the recorder won't pick up the phone. What? Uh, I don't know why. How do I? Can I start from the middle? Will it play? Or maybe I need to like refresh it or something. Um, yeah, I'll pause this until I figure it out. Okay, I think I have it. Putin is a psychopathic dictator and he is hell-bent on taking over Ukraine and colonizing it and subsuming it into Mother Russia. If that's the case... Okay, that was the uncritical thinker and now he has critical thinker. Why didn't Russia do what the U.S. does when it wants to take over a country like it did with Iraq? Bomb the capital immediately. Bomb the presidential palace. Destroy basic infrastructure. Do all of the things necessary to take out a government and take over a country. Uh... Instead, Russia sends in a small force of 40,000 troops going up against the second largest army in all of Europe in Ukraine. The math ain't mathin'. If Russia's goal was to colonize Ukraine, then why didn't it send in a sufficient force 
strong enough to do so. Answer? Because Russia's goal was not to colonize Ukraine. It was to coerce Ukraine to come to the negotiating table and agree to what they formally agreed to was the Minsk agreement in 2015, which they reneged on. No way, bro. Putin said himself that he longs for the USSR. He's trying to put the old band back together. Western liberals always reference the first half of that quote, but never the second. The full quote that Putin said was, if you do not miss the Soviet Union, then you have no heart. If you want the Soviet Union back together, you have no brain. He is not looking to put the Soviet Union back together, and he has never stated so. <sighs> He is expressing nostalgia for the Soviet Union, as have the majority of citizens in the Eastern Bloc, including Ukraine. Okay, and then uh, there's somebody who made a comment, and then he like made a reply to the comment, which I thought was good as well. Um, again, like it's critical thinking. He's not. He's not actually even taking sides here, even though he might. It might sound like to somebody um that he is I, there was another comment here if i could find it uh i know this was another one here again it takes ages it's working now um putin is a psychopath i don't believe putin is a psychopath well, you're a Putin shill, a Kremlin propagandist, a Russian apologist. Understanding that NATO provoked and escalated a geopolitical situation which ultimately led to war in Ukraine being used as a proxy between the United States and Russia is not a justification for what is an illegal invasion and a war crime committed by the Russian government against Ukraine. Both of these things can be true. No, you're just defending Russia. You're apologizing for Putin when you say that NATO escalation led to war. Brother, even the head of NATO himself, Jens Stoltenberg, admitted publicly that NATO escalation led to the war in Ukraine, as have an innumerable amount of U.S. officials over the past three decades. You're justifying the Russian invasion. Being anti-NATO isn't being pro-Russia. Escalating a physical conflict between two nuclear world powers spells disaster for the entire world. The point is, the invasion is a war crime and should be rightly condemned, and yet also there were reasons which were predicted leading to the war itself. Those are two objective facts about the crisis in Ukraine. Yeah, right. Well, sorry to get all political again, but, you know, it's it's been going on a long, long, long time. As he said, there was the uh, Minsk Accord and all that kind of stuff in 2015. Um... So I do remember looking into that a bit. And and also, by the way, um, I think it was Tucker Carlson who was quoting Trump um, about, like, like, why does NATO even exist? And he was, like, saying, um, you know, it was there for... I'll see, I'll see if I can get that clip now as, as well. Um, hold on, because it's a good... It was a good question, actually, by Trump. Yeah, you know what, I can't find it. But um, basically... I think Trump actually does officially does support NATO, but I think he just raised the question, like, what was the point of it? What's the point of it now? Because it was only set up, like, originally, whatever, Cold War or whatever, and there's, like, no reason for it to sort of exist anymore, that kind of thing. Anyway, whatever you think about it all, that's, you know, I don't even really... It's not exactly an opinion, but I was just like, there's this guy speaking, like, facts... And so sticking to the facts and not saying one thing against another or a propaganda. It'd be propagandist to say, you know, 
Putin wants to go in and destroy everything because, you know, I don't think that's exactly it. You know, that's very, that's a real propaganda take on it. If you just stick to the facts, like, you know. And then, of course, the facts can get all muddled up as well. So who really knows? I don't know. Like Frank was talking about this on the Overnightscape there, just listening. And, by the way, happy, I was going to say 65th, 56th birthday, I think. And sorry to hear about um, your wife, her, her arm. Um, but, yeah, um, so, yeah, he was talking about this, the idea of, like, the World Economic Forum and all this kind of thing and everything is, he was more or less saying, like, they pretty much got control already, like, full, you know, maybe not full control, you know, but they're, whatever, it's the, the New World Order probably has already happened maybe a long time ago, you know, if all these companies and BlackRock and What's the other thing with these big computers, Aladdin, and and um, what's the other one, the other company that are just basically own most of the stuff in the world and decide where the money goes and that, and the central banks and all that. So they, they pretty much run the world anyway. So all this kind of thing of the World Economic Forum, ooh, we're going to take over the world, like, you know, it's, well, they already kind of have, so... It's all just distractions and these other distractions, other wars. And now Israel, is this going to cause World War Three? you know, with this? Um, I haven't even looked into that. I just heard it like a couple of times on TikTok there. So it's very worrying. Um, so I suppose that's probably the point of it all to, to worry us all as well. Um, but who knows what's, what's coming, hopefully. Um, I always like to think that it's going to be good in the end. Um, well, you know, well, that's what I hope anyway. Um, I think I had something I thought I had other things that I wanted to play I don't know, maybe the next time we're going to be you might hear Disney World Adventure next time I know Frank was talking about that as well about going to, he used to go to the I think I've already said, I'm not sure I've already said this he used to go to the um, was it a, not the Continental Hotel the other hotel where the because where the, I remembered it, because I remember being there when I was like 10 or something and I was like or about that, it might, it might have been a bit older or something, but um, and uh, that that was the hotel that the, the monorail went through, uh, the contemporary. That was it. And I was like, when I come back here and I'm older, I want that's the one. That's the one where I'm going to stay at for sure, you know. So when we were planning this trip, I was like, you know, that no, we have to stay there. We have to stay there. And we were looking at the prices, I was like, okay, we're not staying there then. <laughs> um, but so I don't get to fulfill that dream. But anyway, um, yeah. It, that should be interesting next time so anyway i suppose i'll just wrap this up um i thought i had other stuff to play and everything but i, I guess i'll leave it till next time um yeah ruben was on also talking about neil uh, haven't heard from neil yet but there's the other thing um i don't know yeah overnightscape underground and all that um yeah that's it just more next time i better better finish this up because it's already like nearly three and a half hours. But if we listen to it twice the speed, you get it done in about 90 minutes maybe. Anyway, hopefully uh, I'll be doing good in the trading when I come back. Uh, it's definitely screwed that up a bit again. I keep getting caught in the same sort of mistake, which is basically sort of moving the stop and stuff. But I'm not doing it as often though. Um, that and Disney World, you know, stuff coming up next. And um, I don't know, I guess I'll have more probably opinions. But that was a lot of... Uh, a lot of vagueness, I think, but hopefully some information in there as well. So if you stuck with this far, well done, and, and thanks for listening. Maybe leave a comment below or something. And 
I don't know. Maybe what I'd like to do maybe is more one-on-one, um, set up more one-on-one sort of podcasts. Um, I think I find that more, I don't know, and I suppose you could do some sort of research beforehand on a topic or something and maybe discuss a topic. Um, so Frank or PQ or anybody, let me know if you're interested in that. Uh, we can set up like a Zoom or something like that. I um, maybe have a topic, even if you disagree. If we disagree on it, I think there's a lot of things like um, I disagree with Frank. For example, he doesn't like you two. <laughs> you know, I like you two. He doesn't like. There's a lot of things he likes that I don't like, and and things like that. Um, or you know, disagreement even on political stuff that can get heated, or the COVID stuff or whatever. Um, but I think that could actually make it interesting as well. You know, if people have disagreements and to you know, to, to respectfully, um, I suppose, debate them or, or talk about them, I suppose, um, and see where we could get with them. It doesn't even have to be that. It could be just a happy-go-lucky thing or something. I think that might be, might be an idea. Maybe that's a direction the Central could go in as well, uh, possibly, or, or a part of the Central, that it could be not just a one-man show, that we could start interacting um, a bit more or, or pairing up, you know, um, that could be another idea for doing that. Anyway, uh, another wall gathering, another one bites the dust. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and have a, a relaxing Saturday. I have a few hours off here, so I'm gonna, I think I'm going to watch a movie. I think we're going to cook some dinner. Uh, I was going to say I have some wine, but I don't think it'll bother. Uh, but that's it for, for, all, for all that, for three and a half hours nearly. Uh, I have to meet my sister tomorrow. Going out uh, on a culture culture cocktail day. I like to have cocktails. She likes to see the culture. <laughs> All right. Until then. Until next time. Um, and also, if, if I haven't said it enough times, do read the book if you're interested in the autism unmasking autism by Dr. Devin Price. It was worth the read. It was worth. It was worth the book. Was worth it. Um, I'm going to give it to my sister tomorrow and. Uh, because um, I think she might be on the spectrum. I don't care. I don't, I don't know if she cares or not, but um, I think it's something she might want to have a look at. So I'm going to pass it on. And uh, so check that out if you're interested in learning about it or uh, autism unmasking or the spectrum or any of that. It's, uh, it's good. It's just good to know more information on everything, you know, that you're interested in. The more information the better of an idea you can get of it. And, and I suppose the less um, stigmatized than it is as well, you know, it's just normalizing things as well. I mean, the way I sort of think about it uh, is that it doesn't matter what the name of it is now. It's that, and and I know on TikTok, like all the information is not always um, accurate as well. So I do keep that in mind, but um if you resonate with something, if you resonate with what other people are going through, no matter what that's called or what label you want to put on it, you're, you're obviously recognizing something in them. And then you recognize, first of all, that you're not alone. And so whatever that is. And then you find other people that are going through the same thing. And then that can help you. They can, you know, they might have, they might try other things and then you could try some things and to, to help you and to help you grow and to help you heal and to help you recognize more of, um, you know what you are and it doesn't have to be audited that could be for anything um, you know so yeah the whole mental health thing and all that that everybody's 
going on about these days, but uh, but we should be. I'd rather we go that path than than this whole Ukraine and Israel and the other thing. We should be looking inwards rather than whatever the hell's going on with all that stuff. I, was, I guess it's all planned and it's all for reasons unbeknownst to us, by the powers that be, but let's see, let's see, let's, uh, I don't know, it's probably got to do with longevity and people living longer and the rest of us, I don't know what it's going to be, it's going to be money and robots, why don't we have the robots yet, that's my big question, where is the robots, where are they, should be here already, should be helping us out, when's that coming, (laughs) alright, bye for now, we'll gathering.